Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, I'm joined by the dynamic duo. We go over everything from Super Wildcard Weekend, as well as uh, talk briefly about the NCAA championship game tomorrow, Alabama-Ohio State. And in the middle of the first segment, we also go on a little bit of a tangent about Deshaun Watson and his uh, trade demands and what's happening in, in Houston. An odd time to talk about that, but we kind of get off track because that's the podcast and the nature of, of, of how we of how we discuss stuff. So very fun episode. It's a little long. Expect long episodes the next couple of weeks as we talk about football because it's it's almost over and a lot of storylines. I'm gonna say this before before this episode before this episode starts. Uh, what an what a week! What a weekend of football! What a week in in, in the world! But what a weekend of football where uh, we had six football games concurrently from 10 a.m. to about 10 p.m. or 9 p.m. It's amazing. I love Super Wildcard Weekend. I cannot wait for it to be back forever for the rest of my life because uh, this is a massive success by the NFL. Uh, Keep it up. I I didn't know if I'd like this. I actually was critical of adding the playoff team, but now going forward, I never want to see it to revert back to what it was before, where it was four games, four games, two games, one game, six, four, two, one is the better, better format. So without further ado, I'll stop talking. Uh, here is Benny and Steven. Benny, Steve, what a super wild card weekend. Ooh, super. Beautiful. Who's getting slimed next weekend? Uh, that Nickelodeon game, I had it on for a while, and then I heard Young Sheldon and turned it off immediately. C- can't deal with that. Can't deal with that. That's indoctrinating the kids. That is. Uh, that's... He was. Uh, he was helping me out. I didn't know what uh, what offsides was. It was, it was helpful. <laughs> Thank you, Young Sheldon. <laughs> I think that Nickelodeon is presuming that all kids are idiots. I kind of knew what an offsides was when I was seven, but I. I mean, I don't know if that's. I guess I see the demographic they're going after. Uh, but okay, that was fun. This was one of the best weekends of football in a long time. I have sat on my couch, only leaving to grab beer, and have uh, and go pee. Basically, my food was handed to me from my girlfriend. She cooked for me, so I really Did didn't leave the same spot on my couch for 20 hours over the past two days. I timed it. I timed from when I sat down to got up. It was almost 20 hours. Very immobile. I probably gained some weight. I'm trying to lose some weight. Probably gained some weight this weekend. But hey, we watched 20 hours of football, and and I'll tell you this. One of the best weekends of football ever. Super wild card weekend is here to stay, gentlemen. This will not be going anywhere anytime soon. Sterling, did you have a catheter in? Yeah. No, I had to get up today? and go to the bathroom, Benny. I had to walk, walk to my toilet. Uh, I counted my steps. I got about uh, 20 in yesterday. <laughs> I can just picture you just just sitting back, a bowl of chips on your stomach, catheter. I'm not a inserted. slob. I'm not a fat slob, Benny. <laughs> what are you picturing me as? I'm very clean. A fat slob. Yeah, fat <laughs> I, have, slob. I have like a... TV train in front of me. I'm eating bean dip with a TV. Hey, I just want to say the quality on Sterling's laptop is amazing. It's like 4K. Yeah, I got I, my new laptop came in. This is this thing is uh this thing's a supercomputer. This is beautiful. Yeah, it's a good thing you just use that for Twitter and uh, for Zoom calls. So yeah, worth the price. Like Bloomberg terminal, you know, make trade some stocks. Um, listen here, we're gonna go in reverse order of how the games went because Steve suggested that, and I didn't give him any pushback, although. Uh, I think Sunday's games were a little less stellar than than Saturday's, but uh, uh, we're going to do the first three games. We're going to take a break. We're going to do the last three games. And then finally, at the very end, we're going to talk about the national championship, right? Last time we're talking about college football until next year's college football playoff is announced. <laughs> and uh, I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoy that. So sit back and get ready. Let, let's, let's talk football. Okay. 
So first game that we're talking about, of course, is the Cleveland Brownies beating the Pittsburgh Steelers by a score of does anybody have that score up? Let me read wow. that out. Uh, like 48 to 37, maybe 48 to 37. Good one, yep. Benny. Um, you know, if you don't include the interceptions that big Ben had, here's a stat line 47 for 68, 501 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, the bad part is he had four picks and a fumble six on the first snap. Now all credit to the bills here. First playoff win since the mid nineties, 94, I think, which was two years before any of us were born. Uh, Unless somebody's a 95 baby here, Steven. I don't know, you old you old fuck. Yeah, I am, actually. Uh, okay, well, whatever, old man. Uh, and their first road playoff win since, I think it's 1968. Before That's my before dad was even born. Nick, during Nixon's administration. How about that? That's Long crazy. Time ago. Long time ago. Um, all credit to the Browns. I am the only one here out of us three that picked them. I kind of picked them just because I was feeling a little wild. I didn't bet on them. I'm an idiot. I should have bet on them. But um, here's the thing that I saw tonight, I saw a team that's going to give the chiefs a little trouble. Okay. And you see, this is without their head coach, their play caller, the architect of the offense being out with COVID. I wonder if he communicated. I feel like he might've got, he said he had his phone off. Okay. Let's check his screen time app. And by the way, the screen time, again, the new year's resolution, it's down the tube. Uh, I'm not even checking it. I'm going to tell you right now, though, that I swear to God, I have I have a new iPhone. The battery was drained by 4 p.m. each day, which means <laughs> I was on it 100% of the time. I'm, I'm, it's not I'm not going to be looked at. Um, checks to fancy screen time. He was texting. He was making. He was doing something. Some nefarious things were going on. But they didn't have their head coach. They didn't have their best offensive lineman, and they still obliterated what most people would call the best defense in football, right? Um, for the first half of the season, at least. Yeah, definitely for the first half. The second half, uh, we'll talk about the, yeah, top three defense in football. I'd say probably the top three were, were the Steelers, yeah. Washington, the Rams, in any order. You can really rearrange them as much as you would like. Yep. Um, but you look at this game, Baker, 263 yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers. Uh, that's a key thing. The teams that win the turnover battle usually win the game. And that happened today because one team had five turnovers, the other didn't. They capitalized off their turnovers. Um, the moment wasn't too big for them. They came into this game with, I'd say, probably no pressure, but they had the nobody believes in us mentality. We saw that work earlier in the day with the Ravens. It happened again here. And it almost happened in, with, in the Washington game. And, uh, and I'm just going to say, I'm very surprised with how the Browns played this. I, I picked them not because I actually believe they would win. I kind of, I kind of did it on a hunch. Um, and I think that right now the Steelers are probably kicking themselves for, you know, tanking week 17 instead of trying to win. So they don't have to play them again because that's, that was my explanation. I said, they lost that game in week 17. It's going to come back to bite them in the ass. These are going to play again this week and uh, you never know what's going to happen. So take it away, Benny. what do you think about that game? Uh, boy, I was wondering after the first quarter, if the Steelers would be better off with Mason Rudolph, honestly, uh, (laughs) beer opening up, cracking open a little, little, uh, anecdote from, from myself. Um, I had had a little parlay action with the Browns covering seven and a half and actually won with them, uh, winning money line. Right. And so I was pretty pumped after that first play, but I had parlayed it with the under in this game, and there was almost about 100 points scored in this game. So 
that was dead. Very, the, actually, the the over the under was almost uh, dead in the first half. So, um, kind of bittersweet for me. Uh, but I, I was rooting for the Browns because you know, number one, I don't think a lot of people like the Steelers. Number two, you got to root for the Browns because they, you know, they've, they've been stinky, stinky for a long time. So, is there a uh, team more unlikable than the Steelers? I mean, Jesus. Um, the Patriots. Patriots last few years. Yeah. No, no, because people respect Brady at least. 100%. Big Ben. Nobody no, people... likes Big Ben. Nobody no. likes Big Ben. Okay. So okay. You're yeah, telling no, me no, that no, people no, don't no, actually no, like no, Brady. No, 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 no. Think about this. Think about this. No, I don't Listen think people do. <laughs> think about all the hate that LeBron gets. Okay. Yeah, but Brady you was... before was getting the same hate. Okay. Now, now that he's older, he's he's moved on to a different team. I think people like him a little more, and he's like undoubtedly the goat. I think. I mean, that's how my 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 perspective changed. I used to hate Brady. I, I mean, like cool. at, maybe the last five years, I kind of warmed up to him because I realized, like, okay, this guy, he like, he's just he's like a lunatic for football. He works his ass off, and he has like an underdog story. So I was like, okay, I kind of like him a little bit. But, but you're conflating hate hate with jealousy. Jealousy and hate are different because I think people hated the Patriots because they were jealous of how much they won. People don't hate the Steelers because they're just winning a ton. They hate them because Juju cares about TikTok more. You had Eric oh, well, Ebron yeah, twerking before the game. Steelers. You this had you Steelers. have you have Big yeah. Ben, Big Ben with uh, multiple allegations of a uh, little misconduct there here and there. True. Uh, and you have uh, honestly the only likable person on their team. There's two. There's there's James Conner because of him overcoming cancer. Yep. I get oh sorry three Villanueva because he because of he he's uh the former military guy and then Tomlin their coach. That's the three. You don't everybody like else. Watt? Huh. I like T.J. Watt. You don't like the Watt brothers? Nah, I don't like the Watts. Win something. They talk like they win a lot. They don't win a lot. Talk talk win something and then put up this like facade of you being this this guy. Cool. Defensive player of the year awards. Whoop de doo. Go win a playoff game. Um, Juju. Okay. John Sherman. Sorry. John Sherman. John Sherman Smith. He had a good game today. Boo-boo Smith Schuster. Doo-doo. Doo-doo Smith. Um, Doo-doo Smith Schuster. (laughs) You know, there was a video that I just retweeted where it was the fourth quarter when they're getting blown out. And he's, I'm going to show this to you. You're not, you're not. You're not going to be able to really. I can't. This is a podcast, right? But he's he's literally doing dance moves on the on the field during the fourth quarter. He's like practicing for a TikTok. Yeah, when they're getting blown out. <laughs> yeah, That's it's just such an unlikable team, and I'm happy they lost. And you're right, Benny. Um, if Brady doesn't win the Super Bowl, I'm rooting for him, obviously. But if he doesn't, I want the Browns to win. That'd be cool, and it'd be very 2020. Yeah, good story. 2021 esque. Um, watch out, Chiefs. Steven, what what do you think about that game? Oh, it's great. I, I forgot about the starting time of this game and I was cooking dinner and then I come back at like the third minute of the first quarter. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's 21-0. Yeah, so I had, right. So I had to rewind the whole thing to like watch like what happened. And then I was like, just the the, the fumble in the beginning of the game. I like not not um not Big Ben's fall, it went right over his head, but then he didn't jump on the ball. No they didn't effort. fall on it. Yeah. Dude, there's two players that were staring at the ball. Yeah. yeah. James Two. Connor jumped on it and, and missed it. Yeah, which, I mean, the ball's spinning. So it's hard to, you know, it, I haven't played football, but I assume it, it's sometimes it's probably hard yeah, to grab it's, that. It's a weird oh! object. Yeah, but, but like, I, I don't understand at the end because the ball wasn't very, it wasn't moving. Either one of them could have grabbed it. They were just staring at it. Yeah, Big Ben didn't fall on it. It reminded me of like a baseball play when they're like, I got it, I got it, pop fly. And the two guys stare at each other, just falls right between them. And he's baseball corner. Yeah. Weekend, collision course. And meanwhile, the guy's sprinting around the bases and scores. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he got a he got a, a little run. league home run. Home run on a pop fly, yeah. That yeah, gave well, me that gave me major Super Bowl forty eight vibes to where the Broncos yeah. come in favored to win, ball goes over Peyton Manning. Super Bowl fifty games game screwed because they they blow them out, and I you yeah. saw that exact same thing. Yeah. Wrong you, Super Bowl. Here's the question for the Steelers, right? Because their season's over. Uh, Big Ben next year, he carries a forty one million dollar cap hit. Uh, very few teams have cap space this year including the Steelers uh, coming into this next season. If you look at it, can you not hear me? You're you got like, really loud. So, yeah. Something. Oh, yeah. One you second. got like your voice was like, okay. Projecting. From the gods. Is it yeah. good now? Is it good now? <laughs> yeah. You just, it just kept progressively getting louder and louder. I had to turn my headphones down. <laughs> well, I know I saw both your faces. Ago. Oh, you're louder now. <laughs> Am I okay? Yeah. You're good now. You're good. It, now. It's fluctuating. Check your cords. Okay. Jesus Christ. You're good. You're good right now. You're good. Now. Okay. I'm good now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, if it gets loud, just, just die. Sterling Redke. <laughs> okay. Well, we got is dead to me. <laughs> Listen, new, 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 new computer. How about that? Um, okay. The question here is I'm going to delete that. So give me a, woo. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> that, for your ears. that just is going to be that. Um, okay. So the question for the Steelers this off season is what do you do with big Ben? Very few, few teams have cap room, including the Steelers. Uh, he carries a $41 million cap hit going into next year. If they cut him or if he retires, it's a $22 million cap hit, dead cap money, which means they won't be able to sign anybody because they don't have the money to. If he retires, there's still dead cap? Yeah. Yeah. That's how, they, that's how, that's wow. how, the, the, uh, that's how the negotiations or the cap works. Um, there's two options here. They bring Big Ben back. He looked bad for most of the year. Let's just be honest. Or they go with Mason Rudolph or they draft somebody and hopefully that person pans out. Now, if I'm the GM there, I'd probably say, Big Ben, please come back because I don't think Mason Rudolph can do it. And I'll tell you this, Big Ben, you know, he played like shit and for most of the game, but he still aired it out a bit more so than he did for most of the season, which uh, is promising. I don't think his arms as shot as Drew Brees's, for example. I think his arm has lost some of the oomph but he can still throw the ball and make passes, right? Do, do, yeah. do you guys? Yeah, yeah but just... the problem with him is his his mobility is zero now. Like oh, he, he's become so fat that like, it, it, yeah, it's just he literally he's not moving cannot at all. move in the pocket, or he, and he cannot run. He and cannot he sense a blindside coming for him to save his life. Yeah, either. he also doesn't. You know, Big Ben used to he used to be so hard to sack because he was you know just a giant guy to bring down. down. Now he just goes down. You know, doesn't even want to yeah. try to but, stay up. You're right, Stone. He can. I mean, if today he proved he can air it out because he threw it 68 times and he was still throwing good at the end. So yeah. it's like he has it. It's just like, and that's. I don't think they're going to get anything better in the free agency market. I don't because they can't afford it. Like well, they can't. They can't afford yeah, it. If you look at their cap situation, the, a lot of these teams are. There's better options. I'm saying, but nothing they can afford. Yeah, I agree. Uh, coaching wise, I feel like for one you have to fire every coordinator on that staff. Keep Tomlin. Although what he did punting there when on fourth and two, when they're down two double digits on the, like the 50 yard line, fireable offense, in my opinion, you cannot be doing that. Uh, you're going to, you're bucking analytics for no reason. And we talked about this when we talked about the world series and how the Rays coach took out uh, the, the pitcher and how analytics said, that's a good move. And we all, and everybody hated on him for it, but they got to that position because of analytics in football. Coaches need to trust analytics more because I said this before we started recording. Everybody's playing backseat quarterback. <laughs> no, that little pocket, little pocket <laughs> plug. But the backseat—they're all right. Like they are all correct on these on these things. Uh, 
numbers don't lie. And yeah, they're projections and probabilities, but how'd that punt work out? What, what was it? A punt? Uh, it was a touchback. And then I think they got the yards where it was punted from back in two plays. Was it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So good punt. Good choice. Now they're not going to fire Tomlin. And if he got fired, he'd be immediately hired somewhere else because he's a good culture guy. But yeah. um, Randy Finkter, who is the offensive coordinator who called one of the worst first halves in football Finchner? history. Is it, is it Finchner? Or? I think it's Fickner. Okay. I think I don't care. He's going to be unemployed. <laughs> Hopefully it might be the Seahawks next guy. Watch out, Benny. Uh, Oh no. You don't know who's coming there. And then, uh, and then uh, the defensive coordinator, you just see it all the time. Jarvis Landry multiple times that game on third downs or in important spots was being guarded by a linebacker. You can't have your defensive scheme set up that way. You can't have it that way. And they've done this the last five or six years, which is why they don't win when it counts. And yes, they had they got shit on by a lot of injuries, but the Steelers disappointed this year. They could have lost their final six games, including this playoff game. They started eleven and zero, so um, that's not good. That's that's trending in the wrong direction, wouldn't you say, boys? Yeah, yeah. I'd rather lose the first five and then win the next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, credit to the Browns though, doing this without the head coach, who is the architect of the offense. Uh, it really it you know took some gusto, took some balls, and Baker. For all the hate we give him and all the on, on everybody in our group that makes fun of him, he had a great year this year, and uh, and they won a playoff game, their first time in over twenty or in twenty five years, twenty six years. Yeah, good so. for Baker. And Didn't... they're not going to go out easy again. They're they're the nobody believes in us being a ten point underdog against the Chiefs next week. That that I think there's a chance of an upset there. And I, I, we would be, we sit here now surprised and we're going to do the preview on Wednesday's podcast. We sit here now surprised if they win, but there's a lot of signs that say this, this chief's team's not as good as last year's team. And last year's team should have been bounced every round of the playoffs. Now Mahomes is a cheat code, but if you look at the, the, the scores and how they went down 21, 13, you know, that, that, yeah, they're they're just built to to play from behind. Yeah, you cannot. You you will you will not win those every time. You'll eventually lag and lose one. Yeah, but so. they're the best at doing it. You know. So yeah. No, definitely. You, you never count them out. Exactly. Um, second game of the day, the worst game of the playoffs thus far, which I think we all saw coming, was simulcast on Nick, uh, Nickelodeon, and CBS with Jim Nansen, Tony, and uh, it was the Bears College and the football Saints. Hall of Famer. Yeah, congratulations to Tony. Honestly, kind of odd. Eastern Illinois, and is Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo going to be a college football Hall of Famer? He broke all his uh, records. He probably broke all their. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of not deserving of that, but uh, I love Tony Romo, so props to him. Twenty-one to nine. The score is a little misleading. This was really a, um, I'd say probably a fourteen to three game, uh, and then then the Saints added a garbage time touchdown, almost added a second one, and then and the last play of the game, Jimmy Graham made a made a catch that saved a lot of uh, your your bets both of you two yep um, sure did congrat- congratulations to you guys on and jimmy graham on a nice nice random touchdown that meant nothing um we're, we, we could talk about the saints in a sec but the bears i think this is probably it for trubisky uh they the refusal to well i mean they went deep twice and it was in the first quarter of the game and that was to, I think it was Mims both times. Wins, and the, fir- yeah. Yeah. the first one was a catch, great catch. The second one was a great trick play. It worked perfectly and it went through his arms. And then after yeah. that point, that's a terrible drop. But after that, after that point, 
Trubisky throws it three yards past the line of scrimmage only. He'll never go deep, always checking down. The run game wasn't working because they just brought the safeties up. Montgomery had 12 for 31. And this game was pretty much over. Really, all you all you were hoping for was was that the Bears would do would just create turnovers and give you a small a short field to be able to score um, points, which they got some turnovers. They just didn't get points off of them. So um, the Bears probably should move on from everybody also. Um, I don't see this future of this team. They do have some money, I think, and they can go and get somebody. I know, I know they're willing to trade and stuff. They need a QB. This is the team we talked, the Lions, we talked about how they don't have they, their best QB Stafford by far the best QB in, in, in bears history, at least modern history. I don't know who they had in the 40s. Grossman. No, it's probably Cutler. Just kidding. It's Cutler. Oh, it's easily, it's easily Cutler. Jay Cutler is their best quarterback. They're one of the most storied franchises in, in professional sports and probably in football, especially, right? They've never had a franchise QB that, that you would say, this is the, this is a top 10 oh, guy. Yeah. A, a top 20 guy all time. <laughs> yeah. They don't have that. And it's like, you, th- if you're a bears fan, you probably are just pissed watching other teams that have good quarterbacks because this team has everything uh, you probably want a couple more weapons on offense, but you have you have a good core, and the defense is, you know, pretty good, and they just don't have the QB. So here's um, my question: Is what what's the situation with uh, Nick Foles' contract? Is it over after this year? There's next year on it, but I think they can get rid of it. Maybe it's Let an option look. or something. No, so here's what I would do: both both of these teams. Um, well, first uh, we talked about the Steelers QB situation. I agree with you. I would ask Big Ben to come back, but I would 100% draft his successor, you know? And and maybe maybe it works out to where, you know, your team's really good, but Big, Big Ben looks like trash maybe, and maybe a new guy takes over. But um, I think with um, the Bears, what they should do is maybe – it's because they, they uh, declined Trubisky's fifth year, right? Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. If they can get get rid of the money from Foles' contract, I think if and if they can't sign somebody like Dak or you know another or even uh, like Stafford, when, if he's yeah, free. Stafford, yeah, yeah, a, a QB that you know is an upgrade, then I think you try to sign Trubisky back cheap and then draft somebody else and just see if that sticks, you know, and yeah, and have like them compete. Nice little two year contract, maybe you can get them on. Yeah, that you could exactly. like option out of the second year. Yeah. I think uh, he would he would take it. He would take the opportunity to prove himself again, you know. They don't have much money, but I think they can save some with uh they could save some with cutting a few players. So like Jimmy Graham, right? If they cut Jimmy Graham, they save seven million. If they cut um Oh, that's easy. They will. They have if they, oh if they cut if they cut Akeem Hicks, who's actually really good, but they, they save they save eleven million, right? Um if yeah. they cut you could just I, I'm looking at it right now. If you cut, uh, that's pretty much it on like the big ones. But on Nick Foles, he he would be 14 million in dead cap, Ugh, dude, and you'd save six million, decision. so it would be bad. You you need you you'll have Nick Foles on that roster next year. You can't trade that. Yeah. he's a, he's a backup. I mean, a backup quarterback makes about five six million, so that's actually not as not terrible. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. There's a lot of teams that are going to be in purgatory, and I think the Bears are one of them. I think uh, I think Trubisky actually gets another chance somewhere. 
if they um, should bring Trubisky back, if he's willing to on like a f- one year, $8 million deal or something. He, see, the thing is like, he's not terrible. Yeah. He, he, he's been mistake prone, but he has every, like he has the prototypical, you know, uh, uh, like tools for a QB these days. Right. Yeah. I think the but, problem is he's unwilling to throw deep. Yeah, he's pre- he's probably scared. He's, he's too scared. conservative with when he's passing, and I think that is uh, that's a bad thing to be as a quarterback. A couple of years ago, he was he was slinging it around pretty good. Slinging the rock, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah his, rookie, his second year, I think it was where he yeah. was actually he actually had really good stats. Confidence, I feel like it's confidence with him, you know. Yeah, it definitely it's, it definitely. it's tough. It's tough when you're always in threat of you know. Hey, if I if I turn the ball over, Bowles is coming in, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then the the other game that I think, or the other team in this game, is the Saints, who is obviously moving on. Um, I'm a resident Saints hater on this podcast. You know what I think of Drew Brees? I think he's very overrated. So it's not it's not a it's not news that I wasn't really impressed in their game. I think that next week is going to be a huge test for them, obviously, because they're going up against the Bucks again. But um, what did? Uh, let me look this up. Sorry. Uh, let me read the stats up. So he was uh, 28 for 39, 265, two touchdowns. Got pressured very little, which that offensive line did a great job. And then Kamara, Kamara had a really good game. And you have, when you have Kamara and Thomas both healthy, they're really big matchup problems. And you add on to that, that Deontay Harris actually looks like a decent receiver, right? Their big problem was they didn't have a number two. Uh, I guess Emmanuel Sanders, but for the last few years, they haven't had a real number two to Michael Thomas and, and Alvin Kamara. They, their second receiver has been a little weak, but now it looks like they filled the void with, uh, with Manny Sanders and, uh, and, and um, Harris, which, yeah. you know, I think they're a good team. This is it for them. This is it for the Saints. They need to win the Super Bowl this season. And if they don't, they are a little hot take here is if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, they're probably going to have the worst record in the league next year. They have so much. I, you, you like, I see you turn your head. You're like, huh? Like if you look up with their Jameis, Jameis is the reason I think they went with Hill over Jameis is because they didn't want to show Jameis at all because they need to bring him back next year. They, their cap situation, Benny is right yeah. now going into next year. They are a hundred million dollars over the cap. Wow. And no room for anything they have. Yeah. And they don't have, I don't think they have much draft capital. If breeze retires, which he will, they'll save 14, they'll save 14 million, but he's got a $22 million cap dead cap hit Cameron. Jo- uh, let's see here. Who can they cut? Um, they're not going to cut him. They can't cut Hill. They can't cut. I guess Janoris Jenkins, they'll cut him. He, they, you yeah. save seven million on him. Um, yeah. Not many options. It's like I'm looking at this. They're gonna have to. Ha- they're gonna have a terrible roster next year, <laughs> like a legitimately really bad roster, and uh, it's gonna be rough. So I don't know what they do, but this is their year. They have like this is the one that you know Breeze is retiring after this. It seems like he signed a deal with a, or with NBC or. or Yes, one of the one of the big ones to be a broadcaster. Obviously, it's contingent on if he wants to play or not. It's you know it will start whenever he's done. But it seems like he's done. He doesn't look great anymore, and uh, they need to win this year. So I, I believe they they win all in. They've win all in the last few years. They have a lot of money tied up. But if they lose tomorrow or next week, sorry, um, it's going to be rough for them. They got the job done today, though, right? This game was never really close. 
They they didn't make you sweat it out unless you you bet the other side, which you guys both did. But you can't really take much from this game. You know, can you really can you really get a feel on how good the Saints are from from this one? I just I just can't imagine how different this game would be if uh, Wims had caught that. Uh, you put a little pressure on the Saints, yeah. If if he caught that, you know, that trick play, they're up. You know, they're up ten. Yeah. 10-7 or something. Momentum's or, definitely in their favor. Momentum's definitely in their favor. They start believing their defense might play with a little more energy. They might get off the field. That was their problem. Second half, they couldn't get off the field. Saints yeah. just held on how the ball the whole time. How many – sorry, how many snaps do you think uh, Taysom Hill plays next week at behind center? Over, mm-hmm. under five. Every time they do that, it's a win for the other team, regardless of the outcome. Yeah. I don't and know. it's a punch. We, I've said this a thousand times. It's a Under punch five. in the face to Breeze. It's a punch in the face to Breeze. <laughs> How about Breeze coming off the uh, field? We were getting in. We were getting in. And then they review it. He wasn't in. <laughs> yeah. I love that. You know. I have no reason <laughs> to really hate Drew Breeze. Um, it's just more. Same. Of, I, I like him. I don't. But the reason is, is because I'm defensive <laughs> over. I'm just defensive over Brady because everybody. Drew Breeze is not in that class. Okay. He's just not. Uh, funny tidbit here before yeah, he's not before we move on. This is the remaining quarterbacks' ages in the conference. Okay, so here's the AFC. You have Mahomes, he's 25. Josh Allen's 24. Lamar's 23. Lamar's really young. Wow. And Baker is 25. So the average age is 24.25. Here's the remaining NFC QBs. Okay, Rogers is 37. Breeze is 41. Brady is 43. And Jared Goff's 26, so he really drops that average down. But the average age is 36.75. Wow. <laughs> the young versus old. The old guard. Mm-hmm. You know, you see how many of the old quarterbacks were in the playoffs this year. And you lo- Big Ben and Rivers lost. Um, if Alex Smith would have played, he would have lost. But you, ha- you, have, uh, you have all these old, old quarterbacks. And it's like, you know, there's a lot of disappointment with the young, with the young crowd on, in my opinion, I think that a lot of the young guys have not lived up to the hype. There is no reason that Breeze, Brady Rogers and, and, uh, and uh, big Ben and Phillip Rivers should be taking teams to the playoffs at this, at their ages, right? There should be new, new blood. That is just great. And you have that in Mahomes and, and Lamar and Josh Allen, it seems. And Deshaun Watson to an extent, although we aren't, we haven't, we haven't Deshaun talked about Watson is, is, is elite dude. Yeah, you know, third worst record in the NFL this season. Dude, yeah, his team's terrible. He had a terrible coach. Yeah. If you're an elite guy, I I think he's I a, think he's a top five quarterback. You know, there's rumors that he is going to request a trade, and I don't blame him at all. Well, down to Denver, I blame we'll give you everything. I blame him. They, why should they listen to him about who they want for football operations? He's their best player. That wasn't he doesn't it. know what the, he doesn't know the the intricacies of contracts and shit because no, if he, it, it was, he wouldn't have signed the, the contract coach. he signed now he just he just it wasn't the, football operations it was the coach he, he all he wanted no, was no he, he was pissed off about who the they hired as GM to get he wanted the enemy to get an interview That's yeah but he, he was pissed off about who they, they hired didn't as, even interview the enemy but they were pissed off about who he hired as GM. That's what they were mad about. Yeah, because they hired the best candidate on the market, the guy that's learned from the best GM of all time, who's built a the a roster that's been in the championship game fifteen times over the last twenty years. You're mad at them. Let's look at every good Patriots player that's come out of that organization. Let me count them all. Oh, it's it's zero. (laughs) Uh, Tom Brady, forty touchdowns. No, no, we're talking about coaches and and higher ups. Uh, Flo- uh, I mean, Flores Bill, has been good. Bill O'Brien. Yeah, this year. One sec. Brian Flores. 
great coach. Brian Dable, great coach. Uh, Brian Flores. I'm uh, sorry, not Brian Flores, but uh, <laughs> Brian Flores again. Brian yeah, Flores. Yeah. Brian, Brian Flores. Flores. Two times. Two Brian times. Flores. Um, Josh McDaniel. Josh McDaniels. He was bad yeah, when Denver he led him to the playoffs. Show. You know, with a yeah, terrible. Uh, Bill O'Brien, who oh. you got, he was terrible as a GM. I'm not defending his GM skills, but he led the team to four or five playoff runs. Right. That's Here, better. Here's than- what I think Deshaun Watson's Watson? argument is. Here's what I think Watson's argument is. I think he probably realizes that it's the ownership that is dysfunctional. And that's why he probably yeah, the owner out. died. Yeah, and now his son took over, and his son is not. You, his son's he pretty, he, he pretty doesn't he doesn't know how this GM's gonna do right, but he knows the culture that he's in. He's probably like, yeah, this ain't this ain't right. This ain't it, you know. Or maybe he like knows. He's like, well, the kind of off that Betty. He's like, this is a sinking ship. I'm gonna make my everyone know how I feel about this. So hopefully, I can get like an accelerated way out of here. Yeah. Well, if he gets traded, which is smart, which is a big brain. Teams do. will give up probably too much for him. I give think him everything. I'd give up Heck, so much for Deshaun Watson. Like <laughs> if the Broncos got him, boom, that's a playoff team right there. They their roster is bad too this year, and they had a lot of injuries. He was the stats don't matter. You don't win games, and it's not. If you're an elite guy, you should never have a below 500 season. If you're a top five guy, you should not be below 500. Any year you're a starter for all 16 games. There's no excuses to go be. Their team stunk. Go look at go look at how many below 500 seasons Wilson, Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, uh, Manning after the first year when their team was just complete dog trash and he was a rookie. Go look at Manning's. Look at these I, other guys. I bet most of those guys. I know Wilson has zero. Yeah, most. Of them I don't. Zero. I don't think Rodgers has any. Yeah, I think uh, he's a lead guy. Most, well, those are like top one, top two guys in the prime. But Watson stats, okay. Look at Matt Ryan stats. Are we putting Matt Ryan on this pedestal? No, we're not. No, Watson's he's too great, old. But Watson's great, but he's overrated. Ooh, I like that take. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, new Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah, right. Matt Stafford. The stats are going to be good, but he doesn't win games. I'm taught Sterling. Every quarterback needs things around him. He he has he has been drafted into the worst situation. But, Put him on the Bears. Put him on the Bears. Had they drafted him instead of Trubisky, that team would be so much better. Benny, I get that. But this team... Had, lost- had he been drafted to the Chiefs, they would be just as good. Yeah, probably. Exactly. That's more situational than anything else, but you could do that with a whole bunch of players. If you put... Okay, and you could do the same thing. If you put Mah- if you put Mahomes in, uh, in Houston, guess what? They're winning more than four games. This I'm season. just saying, Deshaun Watson has proven that he is an elite talent. I guess at quarterback, especially for the young guys. He he's I mean, like you like you said, uh, Mahomes, Lamar, him. I said kind of him. I don't agree that he should be in there. I think he is. Does he have a playoff win yet? He's a way better passer than Lamar. I, I would take him. I would take Deshaun Watson over Lamar. Oh, I would too. I do. Oh, sorry, I thought you, my bad. I didn't hear you say Lamar. Yeah, I would too. No, yeah, but. uh Okay, we got a way off track there, like we always do. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, we're the kings of off track. That should have been our podcast Deshaun, name. Deshaun off track. Watson. Let's get this train back on the rails. Deshaun Watson, good quarterback. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't hemorrhage the farm for him. I wouldn't trade three first rounders or whatever they want for him, unless unless you're in position to win right now and you can go without your first round picks the next few years. But uh, there's teams that do that and they always fuck up when they do those big godfather trades. It never has worked in the NFL. I guess the Ramsey trade worked. That's it. That's probably the only one, right? Can we think of another one right no. now at the top? No. 
No. Okay. 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 Um, I know that this wouldn't work, uh, but what about a team like the the Niners? It, it, it give up Garoppolo. You know. Would you think something like that would work out for? That Niners? might actually be the best trade. The best I don't situation. think they have the money for that, but maybe. Yeah, it has to be a team that has money. There's AKA very few the Broncos. Teams with money. <laughs> very yeah. few teams with money. Um. I don't know. I'm just saying that would make the Niners better. Agree or disagree? Probably disagree. I don't think they need him. I think he's better than Garoppolo. I don't think he. I don't think he gives them a better chance to win than Garoppolo. If that makes sense. Garoppolo is fine. Like I, Garoppolo is not the reason they didn't win this year, and Garoppolo is not the reason they didn't win the Super Bowl last year. Well, I'd say Garoppolo probably is the reason that they didn't win this year because he wasn't playing. He was hurt. No, I mean, yeah, yeah but you. Saying. But I'm saying, like, you know what? I, even if he was playing, it would have been that injuries were all around him. Deshaun Watson didn't win this year because. What, what happened? They lost Hopkins. So Hopkins is the reason they made the playoffs last year. Is that what you're saying? That guy's the best receiver because no. he's on a team that didn't make the playoffs this year. That's the only difference. They didn't have Hopkins. They fired Bill O'Brien early after they went 0-4 when they had the hardest stretch to start a season. They played four straight playoff teams. And they lost all four. That's yeah, a hard man. stretch. And then they, they fired were, they were just They were just bad. But he, him, him and J.J. Watt are like really only the – the only bright spots of that team. So JJ Watt's gone too, probably after this year. Yes. They're going to have to cut him. I don't think they have good for him. Well, hopefully he gets a good contract somewhere. Not with the Patriots. Probably better for him. Don't pay. Don't pay him, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Okay. Back on track now. Yeah. Final game on Sunday or first game on Sunday, which was the best game of Sunday was the, um, was the Ravens and the Titans where, Benny and I both picked the Titans. We were wrong. And uh, and Steve, you got the Ravens, so congratulations on that. Let us uh, let me pull up the game real quick, and we can talk about it. Um, first of all, congratulations to Lamar off the schneid. Got a playoff win. Uh, you know, the team acted like they just won the Super Bowl at the end. They're going to yeah. get karma real quick next week. That's what happens. This is my takeaway from that is the karma is going to hit them immediately when when they get punched in the face by the Bills when they just yep. stomp around the logo, which I understand well, they're doing in response yeah. to what the Titans did in the regular season, but doing that and then basically acting like you won the Super Bowl after winning, winning the divisional round game that you were the favorite to win that just screams they're going to get blown out by the Bills next week first and foremost. Okay, um, but I am happy for Lamar. I think that he. I think he's like genuinely a good, a good, a funny, good person. Like he just seems like he loves football and uh, uh, you could tell like he was ecstatic after the win. Uh, I like Lamar, but uh, you know, I think the reason they won this game wasn't more of the Ravens winning as much as the Titans losing it. One of the, one of the, they didn't win the other team lost type things. Huh? How about yeah, that? The Titans shit the bed. Yeah. And Arthur Smith heir to the billionaire, a FedEx said, I'm going to rest on my laurels. I might be a head coach after this game. I didn't put much stock into much stock into getting prepared because I'll tell you this, you ran it how many times on first down mm. almost uh, every time. And Derrick Henry stunk this game because you know what the Ravens did, Benny and Steve, they, they, they met them at the point of, the, of attack. Well, they were in the backfield. They didn't let him get ahead of steam. Yeah. yeah, their whole game they plan was the stop Derrick Henry. Exactly. And it worked. <laughs> because the Titans didn't adjust. The Titans didn't adjust. And I swear to God, I, I don't I don't tabulate this, but when I'm watching, I'm just saying, look at the first down run, look at the first down play action pass. And I just remember play action pass would be seven, 
to 20 yards every single time. A completed pass, person wide open as you as you move the pocket. Arthur Smith is considered one of these uh, offensive gurus, and I agree. I think he's great. I think he's going to be a head coach. But what he did today is <laughs> it was terrible. And Vrabel punting on fourth and two when you when you're when you have Derrick Henry. Horrible who again, hasn't had a good game, but you still, you're not going to trust him or you're not going to trust Tannehill to run a read option or to do an option play when Tannehill is an athletic QB as well. You have a game breaker in AJ Brown. The, the coaching this weekend was just piss poor. And um, it's, yes. it's it, by a lot of metrics. We, we just talked about the Steelers and how bad they coached. We talk about the, um, we didn't bring up the Bears really, but Nagy, you know, didn't really do any any favors for him to stay as the as the as the Bears head coach. And then you look at Vrabel here. You look at Seattle's coaching staff, and uh, and and, uh, and that, yeah, that's basically it. I think I think the other games were the coaches did fine, and other teams. But that's four. That's four. You know, really piss poor coaching jobs that directly impacted in the results of these games, pretty much. So um, these are teams that made the playoffs. There's a, there's a definite lack of. Uh, talent in in the coaching departments. And I think a lot of teams, what they do is they have not every team, but a lot of these teams have old ass dinosaur coordinators who don't trust analytics. And what happens is, is uh, they've been blown by, by teams that do the Ravens trust analytics. And that's one of the reasons why they've been so successful the last few years. They, they fully, they will not, they will go for it. If the analytics give them a 1% chance better than not going for it. And that's what every team should do. I get it. Probabilities and not people, but these machines are doing a thousand million simulations every second on what's the best move. They're right. It sucks. The human mind isn't as powerful as a computer. Well, but go I ahead. mean, my, my opinion on that is it's the, pl- okay. Maybe in the regular season, uh, actually in either situation, no, because you're down by two scores, but in both situations, you give the ball back and the other team scores, anything, a field goal, you're done, you know? So you just don't give the ball back in that situation. Like the Titans game, that one for me was the definition of four down territory. You know, you're, you're in your own territory, what your own 40, right? And it's third and two. You got to know with your play calling, you're like, okay, we have two downs to get this first down. Yeah. Right. They, they didn't have a plan. They went, they went third and two. They, they ran a little swing out of the backfield to, I think, Johnny Smith incomplete, you know, and then, and then they, on it next down i mean if you're the coach you either gotta you know line it up and you got two two pass plays that you're running uh to get the first down or or you got two run plays that you're gonna you know can you get two yards in two plays if you if you can't trust your team to get two yards in two plays after running the ball freaking 30 times all game what the hell were you doing the whole game you know like that was just it blew my mind yeah Uh, complete fumble yeah, Tr- truthfully, um, the Titans actually def- the defense they gave up 400 yards, but they only gave up 20 points. And if I told you both, hey, if Tennessee only if the Ravens only score 20 points, who's winning this game? Right? I, we'd all we'd all we'd all say Tennessee. Yeah. Um, it just yeah, it's it's some of the some of the coaching moves and in this game, Mike Vrabel stated publicly that he would literally chop his penis off if he wins a Super Bowl. Not going for it on fourth and two. <laughs> no that way. That makes me yeah. think he's a liar. That makes me think he would not castrate himself. Uh, yeah. Mike Rabel, I'm he, calling you out. Bring him on the bot. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I don't know. That's just – it's. Great. I mean, and being up 10 nothing too to start the game, you're right. They, they got like 
they, they got too I conservative. Mean, they just yeah, dude. What the hell? That's they the thing. So with, good those first few drives, playing not to lose and and not playing to win. Like you can when you're up ten in the playoffs, like you could put a team away mm-hmm. with a couple of scoring drives. You know, and not not that they like you know didn't try or whatever, but like they just turned around and handed it off every play. And the Ravens, that's all they were trying to do is stop the run. I don't Literally have this eight, eight and nine guys up around the line of scrimmage. Like, come on. Yeah. Every time they do that, they should have audibled out to a pass. Yeah. That's what, that's what we were talking about earlier is like, yeah. if you want to run, come to the line of scrimmage with, with your run, your run play, but have a second uh, play to run, you know, mm-hmm. where you, when they come to the line of scrimmage with that many guys in the box, you know, okay, just check to it. Okay. We like the numbers say we can't run here. So let's check to a pass. So, but I mean, exactly. And you know, this will be rehedged a lot over the off season, but the Titans actually were in position to be, you know, one of the teams that actually contend with the chiefs and the bills and to see this result only scoring 13 and playing the way they did after going up 10 zero. It just makes you rethink last year was a fluke, right? We, it really was last year was a fluke getting into the AFC championship game. They, Mike Vrabel looked, uh, you know, like a, like a high school head coach. He didn't coach good. And he yeah. got completely – everybody on staff should be ashamed with how they did this game. I, I don't have the stats up here, but I bet if you look at total yards or whatever, um, how many yards do you think – I don't have this up, so this is just guessing. But I'm assuming they had like 65% of their total yards in that first quarter, right? Feels oh. like that – I mean, they only had one yeah. other scoring drive the rest of the game. I'd be embarrassed too as a defensive coach. Uh, you know, like your defense uh, is a defensive background uh, head coach, and your defense is that bad this year. Oh, by the way, that's another guy from from Belichick that I'd say has actually done decent. So we can keep counting him up. I think his only real big failure is Matt. You just called him a high school football coach. He had a bad game, (laughs) but he's been decent. No, he has. I think he's been decent too. I I I like Vrabel, but like today, what the hell? The only bad guy I think the actual only bad guy from Belichick's tree is uh is Patricia. That's it. That's where I would say is definitely like a hundred percent unequivocally has been bad. You know I who think else? He'd still be a good uh, defensive coordinator to hire, though. You know, maybe yeah, he'll maybe, get a job. Yeah. He'll probably be back in New England. But do you know who? Uh, you know who also is on Belichick's tree? Little guy that we're going to talk about later in the in the show, uh, Nicholas Saban. Okay, so look, little college goat. Um, That's crazy. Okay, yeah, I know that is. Let's we're gonna take a break, and then when we come back, we're gonna do the three Saturday games and the national championship preview. Be right back. Yeah, we just finished recording another episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, formerly Sports with Sterling. I kind of like the old name better, you know. I'm I'm very selfish, and you know what I'm doing right now? Cracking open a cold one as I uh, do a little edits, record this ad. Yeah, that's a Coors Light. That's a bullet opening. Coors Light has not responded to my uh, my offer. I offered to continue to do ads for them if they send me beer. They they haven't responded. I'm going to continue to do ads for them regardless. But if they send me beer, you know, a win-win for me. How about that? Um, anyways, in the next half, we talk about the three Saturday games. Bucks, Washington. Seattle, Los Angeles. Indianapolis, Buffalo. And the national championship, national championship game. I butchered that, but hey, we're going well. Uh, here is the second half of Sports Mr. Lee, Backseat Quarterbacks. Yeah, Backseat Quarterbacks. Whoop. Okay, we are back. Arg. Oh, look at that. He already knows what, he knows what we're talking about. We are talking the Saturday night game that happened last night against the Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Washington football team. First Champa Bay? First, Champa Bay, probably. First things first. Um... Shout out to Taylor Heineke, okay? 
before I get in my brace splurging, uh, Taylor Heineke earned himself probably a 10-year NFL career as a backup or maybe getting a chance as a starter. I don't he, know about that. He he earned a, a invite next year. I mean, no, I think I mean I think personally he proved that, but like the thing is those guys don't get very many opportunities. So he's going to get a chance to be in camp somewhere, but he played probably the third or fourth best this weekend out of every quarterback, right? I I like I genuinely believe that. He played better than Wilson or Goff. He played better than Trubisky. Um, he played better than Rivers. He played better than uh, than Breeze. He played better. He played better than almost anybody this weekend. His stats are he threw for 300 yards. This is a guy that before this season was a backup in the XFL. He was the fourth stringer on this Washington team. He wasn't a starter in the XFL. He's a backup. He was a fourth stringer on this Washington team. And he was by far. I so I I've watched quite a few Washington games, right? Because um, they were they were on red zone or you know they I didn't watch them directly, but I I saw them quite a bit because they were always leading their division. Dwayne Haskins was terrible all year. Um, Alex Smith can't move at all, and that's why I wish Alex Smith started this game as as a Buccaneers uh, adopted fan for Tom Brady. I wanted Alex Smith to play. I was actually scared when they announced Heineken Heineke, uh, and then Kyle Allen is Kyle Allen, right? You know what? He's you know not good. So uh, I cannot believe you mean- took four quarterbacks to get to this guy. If this guy's fast. He ran a four five or a four six at the combine when he did it. He's mobile. Elusive mobile quarterbacks are the hardest to game plan for, especially if you don't have tape on them. And he had an arm. He had an arm, didn't he? like he he was hitting, yeah. he was not missing passes. He played really well. And um, so shout out Taylor Heineke. And you say you don't know if he got a 10-year career. I'll say this oh. Matt Flynn had like a 10-year career for doing less, right? There's players out Chase Daniel. What's Chase Daniel? Chase Daniels, Chase Daniel, whatever his name is. What's he done? You know, Barkley, Matt Barkley. Like these players, these players was Cole McCoy. They've done less than Taylor Heineke started a playoff game and had a chance to chance to, uh, you know, a legitimate yeah. chance to, 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 you know, send it to I OT. He gets the, I hope he gets the chance, but I'm just telling you, he will have a quick leash everywhere he goes because everything you mentioned, he was a not a starter, NFL. not a starter. Backup. No, I know. As as a backup, though, is what I'm saying. Like, like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like all those guys you mentioned, you know, come from big schools, have have bigger names, you know, all this, all this, all this stuff that you know you don't think matters. But like, if this guy Heineke messes up one time or a couple times, he's he's on, he's done. He's never never getting a chance again. Here's where he should go. He's going to Tampa next year. He should go to Tampa next year because Brady, you know. He doesn't, he, you go to somewhere where the quarterback usually doesn't get hurt. Make your money. You're going to make 50 million in your career, Taylor. I'm just giving you the advice. I'm just giving you what I would do. Don't go somewhere where you can compete for the job because even if you might win, you might lose it. Don't well, do so that. You're saying, you're saying, saying you've t- already shown, you've already shown the potential to have a good game. I'll tell you so this. Now you just go somewhere where you collect a paycheck. What's in his future is this next, this next, this off season, he will get a two year, $10 million deal to be a backup somewhere, no matter where he can get, pick his spot that needs a backup. Right. I don't know about that. Eh. I don't think somebody's giving him that money. Where's Gino? Let's look up Gino Smith's contract. Let's just do, let's look this up real quick. Gino Smith is making Gino uh, Smith was a first round pick who started uh, multiple seasons for an NFL playoff games. (laughs) Did Taylor Heineke get, 
the Washington football team to the playoffs? No. If he would have started multiple, they would have been over 500 this year. I think we can, we could probably agree. Right. If he played like how he played last year. i tell game. you what, Dwayne Haskins will get more opportunities than Taylor Heineke. Because he's young. That's stupid. Heineke was a first-round pick. And, yeah, and, well, yeah he, he's proven he's better. But <laughs> I'm telling you, the market it's not for how it should QB. be. It's not how it should be, but it's how it is. There's very few good backup QBs. And I'll tell you this, Taylor Heineke will get a two-year $10 million, two-year $8 million deal somewhere. Maybe somewhere gives him a little more. And, uh, and after that, if he doesn't play at all, he'll get another one. Because... They don't know if he's dropped or anything like that. I'm telling you, Taylor, get your money. You got a 10-year career of this. Wolford started a playoff game and won it. Wolford will get his money, too. I promise you that. I I promise you'll get the two-year eight million, too, by McVay, because I don't know about golf. Um, Okay, so that's enough Taylor Heineke. Wolford's 2-0 as a starter. Yeah, hell of a player. Undefeated, 100% win percentage. Um, Okay, so are you guys ready for me to – do you guys want to say anything about Taylor Heineke before I go on my Bucks, Bucks talk? Surprisingly athletic. Yes, he has a good arm. He's a competitor. I hope he gets chance a chance to be a backup or compete he somewhere. gets a chance to not play. That's basically what you're saying, right? Now. No, I, I hope he gets a chance I to hope he doesn't compete. get a job. I hope he gets a chance to compete for a starting job, but like I don't think that's really realistic because I think even the one place where he's gotten his opportunity in Washington, I don't even think they're gonna give him an opportunity to start next year. But I hope he gets a chance to stay in the NFL for sure. I think he will. Um I think it's a he good had, story. It's a, it's a freaking awesome story. I think he has had an amazing season or ama- amazing game. Sorry. An amazing <laughs> game that will, that will translate to him getting a, another year or another couple years, at least in the NFL. It's insane. Back up into the XFL fourth string on the step chart to actually being the best quarterback on the roster. <laughs> like he played really well. Um, okay. okay. Bucks um, time. Bucks time. Know. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so, you know, both of you guys have lambasted me that I've been overrating how Brady's been playing. He's played no defense. Well, Washington has been the as top three defense this season, especially for the last, since week six. They've been a, the, the best defense in the NFL. Um, second in points against, uh, gives up no points in the second half. And I just have a question for you guys. How'd Brady play? They played all right. Good enough. How's putting up 380 yards? They average they the, the quarterbacks against them average less than 200 yards a game. He put up 380. The next closest was, I think they gave up two 300 yard passers all season. I think it was Goff and Big Ben. Um, he made no mistakes. That throw when they were only up five. Do, do you remember the throw when they were up, only up five on second and ten on the low snap? That was one of the most beautiful passes I've ever seen Brady throw to Mike Evans, where they dropped right in his ba- bread basket. Um, <laughs> Here's his five-game stretch from that first game against Atlanta to now. He is at 66% completion percentage, 345 yards per game for 1,700 yards, 14 touchdowns, one pick, and his EPA is um, is 0.52 a play. His EPA for the season 2007, the regular season where he threw 50 touchdowns, the best regular season of all time as far as I'm considered, was 0.42 a play. He's playing the best football he's played since he was 30 years old and he's 43. And do you guys realize what I'm saying now? Do you guys respect that now? This is, is it a respectful. Is a respectful? I respect him. Okay. I, I don't know if 
I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I think this defense has a lot. My here's I like Brady going forward because he has ice. He's proven he has ice in his veins in the playoffs. Um, but I just hope that you know. Here's their issue: the defense. It, the coaching doesn't screw it up, or yeah. Well, the coaching looks better on offense, right? They're actually, I think he's calling the offense. Like I've said last podcast where you guys laughed at me, uh, Bruce Arians didn't wake up and say, okay, we're going with a new, <laughs> we're just changing our philosophy up. We're His just coach randomly. wears the weirdest hat in the NFL. Yeah. The so. Congle. <laughs> I'm not a Bruce yeah, Arians fan. Okay. Can we talk about that? Like the hat does not match the entire outfit. If you wore like some nice clothing, maybe it'd be cool to wear that hat, but he wears sweatpants, a windbreaker, uh, I like it, tennis shoes and that hat. Like what? We that's have to you, wear that on the. That's why you get it. You that's what you no, get to wear as an NFL quarterback. <laughs> that's a coach. I mean, you. I mean, who was the coach? Uh, how what was his name? Uh, for the 49ers, like just maybe in like the uh, late 2000s, uh, that wore a suit, still wore a suit on the sideline. That's what they used to do back. In you the aren't day. allowed to. You aren't allowed to wear a suit anymore. No, that's why Belichick like dresses as he dresses. He wants to wear a suit, but the NFL makes coaches wear uh, team like. Uh, their team gear stuff. that's why he cuts the sleeves off so he looks homeless because he doesn't want Wait, people to think that's he, so he want people to buy it he's, he's that's so weird to it's me, a silent protest he's silent protesting by doing that. it's so weird because like yeah. in the in like soccer like all the, they all like not everyone dresses super nice but a lot of coaches wear suits and then they just wear like a rain jacket with the with the logo yeah we're in america team. steven yeah Oh yeah, I forget we're fat slobs. I'm surprised he doesn't have a a, a big a big jug on the sideline drinking that. Who do you think has the best sideline uh fashion for coaches? I say mine are Shanahan and McVeigh. Yeah, big uh, vape. Big vape. very too. Put together. You can, you can name any young coach. They all look good because they're actually they're actually self con. <laughs> they're 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 you know they're conscious about how they look. Yeah, There's a difference though. Like Shanahan, Shanahan looks like a like a, like a Cal, like a California like a you know like you know, like a, a skateboarder. He wears that like a, a snapback. I don't want that. I don't time. want that. You know, uh, looks- but then McVeigh, he dresses like he's dang players sometimes like it, no yeah a, a good a good coach Go is uh mike tomlin dresses pretty cool like he wears like baggy stuff and he looks he looks pretty cool yeah yeah like That's he a for, for a good older, older guy coach yeah, yeah good older coach yeah and flores flores like sometimes wears like oh yeah flores stuff. looks sharp yep okay <laughs> anyway, we're trying that- to take away all we're trying to take away all your your brady talk time <laughs> yeah for real let's move on <laughs> well no uh, honestly here's the thing after winning that game, that just tells me that Brady can do it against. That was the best defense remaining, and uh, the offensive line looked pretty good. If the Saint, they're playing the Saints again, and if the Saints rush him as they rushed Trubisky today, they are going to lose that game and give up thirty plus points. They need to get pressure. They got no pressure on Trubisky today. Uh, I don't know if I get pressure on Brady. And I'm, I'm now, I'm saying, I'm saying it now. I think that I think that the Bucks limit. Like their their low downside limit is twenty four points a game against a good defense, and uh, if you if you tell me that you think that um, you think that the Saints can score more than twenty four, I'd say okay. The the Packers, yeah. The the Bills or the the Bills or the Packers or the Bills or the uh, the Chiefs, if they get to the Super Bowl, I'd say yeah. But I think they'll score more than that too. I would say this. That game also didn't tell the whole story. Chris Godwin had five drops. I think his receivers in total had seven drops. He could have had a lot more yards and another couple touchdowns. So he had 380 with seven drops 
and it's it's insane to watch it's it's just we we do not appreciate this enough i say this a lot we do not appreciate what we're seeing in sports enough because once these guys go we're not getting this again we will never get this again there will never be a quarterback that does what brady's doing you look up his playoff stats and he will those like all numbers will fall in the regular season right like mahomes probably will break that touchdown record right can we can we expect that i would assume so yeah um the playoff records are just un unattainable he if he wins next week against the saints he will have doubled the next closest guy which is montana montana who retired in what 1995 montana had 16 playoff wins brady has 31 brady has before today he had the same amount of nfc playoff wins as drew Brees did right because he's won the super bowl six times and he just got a seventh win that's an that that's insane um, you look up the numbers, he's double in touchdowns, he's double in yards, he's double in completions, he's double in everything. And yeah, he's played there the most, but that's the thing, right? Is are we gonna get to see another quarterback play? He's gonna play his 43rd playoff game next week, and he's 43. 43 playoff games where the most you can play in a year is four, right? That's yeah. 10 years of playing four or 15 years of playing three, basically. It's just insane. And um and uh I don't think we appreciate it enough. And obviously I, I'm, I'm, I'm like the biggest Brady stan of all time, but it's just phenomenal to see. And I think it's going to keep going and he's coming back next season. He's already made that clear. They're going to come back with the same team. Probably they have cap space. They're one of the only teams with cap space. So they'll resign Godwin. I wonder if they resign a B he's on a really limited. Also Antonio Brown has, has um, looked good these last few weeks. They've, they've un- unlocked him, right? He's looked like yeah. prime yeah, AB. How much money does he deserve next year though? It's still the problem he's getting right now. I mean, he'll get 10 million, but it's still like, he's still, he's old. Like he's 32 or 33, but it's still the, 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 the head, the head case problem. So I think he wants to stay with Tom, right? I wouldn't be surprised if Edelman goes there. Edelman's 35. So Edelman's really old, but I mean, realistically he has a contract. He'll take a pay cut. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he wouldn't be worth anything. Yeah. Or he's a 35 year old sod receiver coming off of a, you know, a year where he played two games. So yeah. um, I think the Patriots are going to cut him. I want them to bring him back as a Pats fan, but I think he's going to be cut and I would, he would go there. Right. Why wouldn't he? It just makes sense. And I do, I still pick the, I still pick the bucks, but um, like I'm saying, even if it doesn't work out, I think they're going to be good going forward. I, I can't, I can't say how impressed I am with Brady though enough. Like this is, this is, this is the year I said, if he has, he'd win the MVP. He should be getting MVP chatter. I know he's not going to win it because Rogers had a better year and probably Josh Allen, but uh, and maybe Mahomes if you want, but I think he, I think his, he has been playing the best football I've seen him play since I've been, since I've been in puberty, right? <laughs> since I, uh, since my balls dropped. Okay. Like this is, uh, I don't know if they've dropped yet. That's questionable. Uh, yeah. uh, go to hell. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's amazing. I I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. The cause for concern is this defense, right? Did Taylor Heineke play really good or is the Bucks defense and the Bucks secondary just this bad? That's concerning. They now, I mean, since that chiefs game, since that chiefs game where they, where they played, the worst defense I've ever seen in my life against Tyreek Hill, where he had 250 yards in the first quarter. They, they, they played relatively well, relatively well, but I still am saying if you, if, if they go to the saints game and they play the soft zone that they played the first time where you're 10 yards off the receiver, 
I will I will personally make a petition advocating for Todd Bowles to lose his job. Okay, I'll make a petition. I'll, I'll make one. I'll make one of those sign things and, and tweet it out because uh, you've seen how you need to play the Saints. You can't be doing that. And yeah, getting Devin White back is huge, which they which they get him back. And I can't remember the cornerback they get back, but the defense is a is a after the front seven, the the secondary especially is just you know. Not a big fan. Not a big fan. But we'll see. I like this offense a lot. And I think that there's no defense left that can really contain the offense to where, at the best case, they're going to be shootouts. But we said that about the Titans, right? That's what we thought with the Titans. And we saw what happened. They put up 13. So I wouldn't be surprised if they lose next week. But, you know, I'm, I'm obviously going to pick them. Okay. Benny, your turn. Um. Yeah, I, they won like we expected. No, not them. about that. We're done talking about this unless you want anything else to say. I oh, thought no. we, all, we all communicated there. No, I don't have nothing else to say. You, said you were just going to say something, though, so you just said I don't want to say nothing? Oh, no, what I was going to say was you're going to start a petition to fire Todd Bowles. I was going to start a petition to fire uh, Schottenheimer for the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to do. Good segue. Hey, we're gonna talk- let's, let's get everyone fired. Seahawks yeah, Rams. Um, I picked the Rams. <laughs> Adam Gase is fired. That's good. Yeah. Maybe he'll be the next offensive coordinator in Seattle. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Don't even, don't even speak that into existence. So the middle of the, the middle of the day game was the Rams Seahawks where this oh. might be the most, the biggest odyssey in recent football memory. I picked the Rams pat on the back air for me. I truly believe they would win. I thought Wolford actually was going to be the guy to beat them. Wolford looked good at the start. Jamal Adams with a with a, what I would say is a dirty hit on on him. I, I know that he didn't get the, they picked up the flag, but he was clearly giving himself up and he dove into him and he might have, you know fucked up his neck. That's a pretty dangerous hit there. Um, he did that, and that's basically all Jamal. Ad, that's basically all Jamal Adams did that game. He was terrible in coverage, awful. He was again. playing with a torn labrum and a broken finger. I did not know he had a torn labrum. I probably shouldn't have played then. Probably should have. Uh, probably shouldn't yeah, have he played. He was playing one armed. Well, Pete probably should manage your guys better and not play them then, because uh, they don't. They did not need to use them. They a one armed Jamal Adams isn't a good player. Hate to break it. Questionable. Either. Questionable. Since we're talking about Jamal Adams, questionable choice to uh, have him basically shadowing Cooper Cup uh, multiple times in the game. That, you know that what I'm seems happy like about? a mismatch, especially if he has one arm, you know, that trade, we talked about Schneider on, on last podcast and how he's like a good GM and we went over the draft and we didn't really dive into this, but that might be the worst trade in NFL history. It's up there. It's up there in modern NFL history. I just think that like you gave up two first rounders for a safety that can't cover. And then the, the worst thing about it is, uh, is you're going to have to pay him. Yeah. yeah. You can't trade I, I just, it and not pay him. I just kind of think that he's a, uh, I don't know, like kind of a fake tough guy. You know, like he, he likes to. I think they have that a lot on the Seahawks. I think they have locker room issues with DK and him. I think they're both. Uh, yeah. DK both looks like a psychopath too, man. Like, come on. I was, I was saying this to, uh, I was saying this to you guys during the game. Um, I mean, look, he's a great, he's a great talent. Um, Physically, yeah, he has issues dropping the ball. He's had issues fumbling. He's not a great route runner. He was second team <laughs> all pro this. He, if he was second team all pro this year, yeah, he he can get behind the defense for sure. And he surprisingly, like I, I he has better run after the catch ability than I thought he would, um, just because he's a he's a freak, right? But 
he, I think he might have, um, they're not going to do it, but he might have his highest value right now. Cause, cause this was his coming out year, right? Maybe yeah. teams study him, study him, especially in division, you know, and they learn, you know, what his tendencies are. And they're like, okay, we know how to take him out of the game. Right. Um, because he's not like a, a do it all kind of guy. I actually think Tyler Lockett is way more valuable Mm-hmm. Uh, than uh, DK Metcalf to their offense. Uh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I, if I'm if I'm a coach, like I, I like how the the Rams' offense, like their two really good wide receivers are like possession guys. You know, like they're they're good route runners. They're going to be open. You know, and they have good run after the catch ability. They're not these guys that are going to beat you down the field like crazy. But yeah. if there's a hole in the coverage, yeah, they might. Um, I don't know. I just feel like what I'm getting at is. Trading him, if, if, if you're really worried about, like, how he's affecting the locker room for, like, because he it, – it's starting to be concerning just, like, seeing, like, I don't get it, honestly. Like, I, I know that receivers want the ball, but, I mean, if I, if I was a guy on my team, like, when he threw his helmet, I think, like, David Moore had almost hit him. Like, he caught his helmet. Like, I would – I'd be – I'd just – I wouldn't, like – put up with that if i was a teammate I'd be like dude quit bitching and crying you know what i mean like well he's yeah. a direct yeah, maybe get and maybe get coach, open <laughs> yeah exactly like it, i i just i just don't like that like he's a, yeah he's a good player but like if yeah, that's gonna be a continuous thing you're, you could get a lot out of him you, you get like you get oh. a lot of trade value out of him yeah right now gonna, and it's, it's probably for, for me i think it's at its height his value is at its height right now so yeah he, they that's won't what do he's it though be. they won't do it but yeah, I don't know because it it was like a valuable pick for them. I mean, they got him in the second round. Uh, obviously, they're but, gonna have to pay uh, him too. And yeah, they are. They are. You're gonna give. You're gonna give Jamal Adams and uh, and DK Metcalf insane. Like they're gonna give them insane contracts. And I don't think either of them are worth it. It's it's like the uh, the Odell thing, right? Like, like I but Odell way better receiver. I think yeah. Odell is a way better uh, all around receiver than than DK. Um, but it's like that thing with Baker Mayfield, you know, like he feels the pressure to throw to Odell. And I think that uh, DK bitching so much, uh, it, it puts pressure on Russell Wilson to keep him happy. But mm-hmm. the, th- the thing, it shouldn't be like that. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and like, I'd rather have a guy like Tyler Lockett. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah. And yeah, I saw the downhill trend when someone compared him to, to Megatron and, oh, yeah. and he it, scoffed that off. I thought that was, I was like, you were scoffing off his one ego, of the best receivers of all time. <laughs> he has his ego and his, uh, like has changed so much from last year to this year. Yeah. Just because he's gotten the hype, you know? Yeah. I, I don't get it. Like what, how does that, how does he's, that affect people? You know? Yeah. It's not, it's not like he's even like breaking like insane records or anything. Like he, he's just okay. I don't. I didn't see Justin Jefferson have an so, ego this year. I agree, I agree, yeah, exactly. Justin Jefferson, right? Like, he plays his role. He yeah. knows he's second fiddle, but he still like gets the ball a lot, and he has Kurt yeah. Cousins throwing the fucking ball. Exactly. Yeah, for real. Uh, but no, I, I think that those those two guys, um, as much as I love the Seahawks, it's just like Pete Carroll, dude, get control. Like, yeah. And and I don't like what Pete Carroll's done the last few years. I think that. Um, he did it like we talked about. He did a great job uh, building uh, that Super Bowl team, right? With, with John Schneider. I don't know how much it, you know, how much uh, praise to give each guy, right? Because I don't know their exact uh, 
you know, who, who has the most uh, say so or whatever, but um, it just as a coach, like he doesn't call plays on offense. He doesn't call plays on defense. Um, it, he's just a, he's, he's a, he's a culture guy, right? Like, which is good as long as you have control over your team and it just, I don't know. It, it yeah. was, it well, was embarrassing to watch, like not just that incident, right? Like just the game, like, yeah. Uh, few, few fun facts. Everything. I, I sent these last night in the past four years, the Jaguars have more playoff wins than the Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks actually haven't won a playoff game. Haven't won in the playoffs since uh, 2014. If the, if a team scores a single touchdown, the only playoff wins in the past seven years have been against teams that have scored nine points or fewer on field goals. And you go through the history here. Um, since they won the Super Bowl, or since they got to 2014 and, and lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl, they beat the Vikings 10-9 when Blair Walsh missed that field goal. They should have lost that game. Then they lost to the Panthers. Then they beat the um, the Lions 26-6. The Lions are never going to win anything. They lost to the Falcons. Then these last three years, Cowboys lost. Uh, they beat the Eagles 17-9 when Carson wins. You know, that was a, a freebie. They got they got killed by the Packers. It scores a little closer, and then they lost this game. The last three years, Brian Schottenheimer's been the offensive coordinator. And outside of beating the Eagles, run, run, see, pass, reverted back. See, yeah. You see a team that refuses to use analytics on offense. And it culminated in what I would say is this this is one of the worst playoff performances from a QB that we would say is a Hall of Fame worthy QB. He was dog trash like yeah 11 these stats aren't even accurate either because there was the garbage time touchdown right like these are not accurate representations of the actual game but his final stat line still is 11 for 27 174 two tds one pick the pick was a direct uh result to dk complaining on the sideline where then the next play i don't know why that play is so dumb dumb or confusing because he looked at dk the whole time they audibled the third receiver over there. You knew it was going to be either a run, like an option run, or a screen pass. That's yeah. the play you know was happening. Swain, Swain's got to get that block. Swain, yeah, that's, Swain that's, that's on him to, too. Yeah. But that is one of the best. That was an amazing play by the uh, yeah. by the corner. That, that's okay. studying. That's film study right there. Yeah, and he just jumped but, it. But when it comes into this, you're right because obviously <clears throat> you're going to be more critical of the Seahawks than I am. But I. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me i just i think this team and i've said this a long time and I, I i feel like i've been spot on with the seahawks when people call me a seahawks hater I, now i'm not a fan of them but i i think i've been very um i think i've been rational i've been correct with what sorry <clears throat> okay i'm good now i think i've been very rational with my takes on the seahawks and they've barren to come true i've said that this team is going to win regular season games because they have russell wilson but they are not built to win in the playoffs their defense yeah was phony they played a decent game their yesterday. defense played good enough their defense stepped up that's they the thing like clean like they, yeah they i'd say this you know that you're playing against golf who who actually throws the ball they like we're getting gashed on the ground they 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 100 percent should have committed to stopping the run more um and and that was embarrassing too at the end of the game when like you knew they were gonna run and they're just they're first down just shoving it down your throat for five yards. You know that? Yeah. Like, come on. It's, it's to the point where the line of scrimmage was dominated by the Rams that game, both sides. When, 
I, I've been very adamant about that. This is one of my, I think my best take probably is when the Seahawks in 2015, when they played the, or the 2014, 20, when the Super Bowl was in 2015, but the 2014 season where they lost to the Patriots, that is one of the best football teams ever assembled. That's when Wilson is gaining his path. That's when Wilson is actually becoming an elite level passer. The Legion of Boom is still all together, mostly in their primes. Coming Marshawn off the Lynch. Super Bowl win, they went 13 and three. Marshawn Lynch, Doug Baldwin, Doug Jermaine Curse. Yeah. yeah, great. And the offensive line wasn't trash yet like it was it wasn't great they never have had a great offense they still have okun i think yeah yeah Yeah. they lost that game and i think they were the better team that was the best they they were that was their best version and then you see the contracts they started giving out and they roster built terribly because they didn't let any of their guys walk which is fine because you they're all elite players but you had no depth sherman go eventually but not then right he still played two or three more years there and you just see that they haven't been able to hit on draft picks. They've been trading draft picks for players, which then you sign. It's better to have a guy on a rookie deal than to have a guy on a huge deal. And it just seems like they've gone backwards. Wilson, he's been, he was great in the first half of the year. No clue what happened in the second. They asked Tyler Lockett about this in the, in the postgame thing. And he basically just called Schottenheimer an idiot without, by being nice. Really? So, so I heard I heard Wilson for the first time say something critical of of coaching or anything. He said he said that uh, we we aban- like we lost our uh, tempo like we abandoned uh, you know we had really good tempo and, and basically they were they were throwing the ball and they were they're running a high tempo offense right and they were very successful at the beginning of the year. You you go five and one and you have like one of the best offenses in the NFL and then you you revert back to what you've done in the past and you stink. They scored 38, 35, 38, 31, 27, 34, 37, 34. Yeah. That was Anyways, the first nine. Wilson weeks. noted that and he, he basically, you know, was critical of the play calling uh in a in a roundabout way because Russell Wilson's never gonna be yeah, you know, straight like shit. They on were somebody. averaging they were averaging mid thirty points through the through eight games, nine weeks of the season. Following up that, they were six and two, they put up sixteen. 28 23 12 40 against the jets 20 20 26 and then 20 in this playoff game so they went down averaging even if you throw that 40 in there probably 10 points 15 points a game and uh it, it's 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 mind-numbing and schottenheimer needs to go yeah uh, but look at what look at what guys do with with far like not as good quarterbacks look, look at what stefanski's done with uh baker yeah. with baker Right, like or Kirk Cousins last year, the last few years with, with Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins last year, right? Um, and, I mean, obviously McVeigh with Goff, right? Like Goff has not been good, you know. Uh, I don't know. You're it not going to get the, the problem is is you're not hiring a new head coach. You're hiring an offensive coordinator, and you yeah. you you do. I mean, you can look a lot of places for this. Look at whoever's a passing game coordinator for the Rams. Look at whoever is a, a passing game coordinator for teams that have been very for the uh, for the Bills right? These teams that have been able to put their quarterbacks in positions, you're not going to get their OC to make a, to make a, you know, a linear move. You got to find somebody young and innovative. Yeah. And, and and Pete Carroll needs that because he's not that, you know? Yeah. And they can't fire Pete because he, he's a higher position than Schneider. I learned last night when I was doing some research. I guess he has more uh, roster. He has to be fired by the board, by the Seahawks board. He's he's like he's which he's, is not gonna happen. Yeah. Oh, so he can't be fired by Schneider, is what you're saying? No, he he can fire Schneider. I think is what he can do. Pete Carroll he can. I think he has. Yeah, I think so. He's he's a he's a vice president of the football team. 
Oh, wow. Um, you gonna fire me? I'll power. fire you. Yeah, <laughs> he's the god. He's the godfather of the team. And yeah. now I'm not. I'm not an anti Pete guy. I just think that it's run its course. And what you have now is a team. And I, I said this earlier, but it's another team in limbo. The only difference is their quarterback isn't 50 years old. Wow. Like Big Ben. Maybe I just that's what Pete needs to do. Maybe maybe, maybe Schneider gets gets his uh, job where he gets more control. Maybe Pete steps back and says, "I'll be the." I'll be the GM. I'll help build the team and get a new coach in here. Cause he's getting old. He's getting old. Yeah. He's the I don't know how much longer he can be. He's on the, the sidelines. Old, he's the oldest coach. He is the oldest. Yeah, I don't know how much longer he can be on the sidelines. Like he looks great for his age, but I don't know. Yeah. I hope I, I look half as good as Pete Carroll at his age. For real. And have that yeah. energy. Yeah. Dude. Cause yeah. he's moving, he's moving around. Like he's like a, like a sprung 50. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's going to be and 70 he looks next good season. too. He's going to yeah, be 70 next season. He doesn't look 70. Um, Not at all. For someone who has a very stressful job. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I, I don't know what this team does and we haven't even really talked about the Rams, but this, but uh, we don't need to, <laughs> uh, we can't, we can't for a second. Uh, McVeigh is, you know, he's masterclassing right now. Like this is some yeah. insane stuff that McVeigh's doing great defense. Uh, yeah. They good running the, game right now. The parallel to what the Seahawks have done with their trades is the Rams, right? The Rams gave up the same exact haul for Jalen Ramsey that the Seahawks gave up for Jamal Adams. Jalen Ramsey is uh, one, one of one right yeah. now. Yeah, he, he literally – DK had good stats if you look at it at the end, right? Mm-hmm. But but when Jalen Ramsey has covered him this season, um, basically shut him down. I think he has like two catches yeah. or four catches for 40 yards or something. And uh, DK's stats throughout the rest of the season have been really well, are really good. But um, with the Seahawks, again, don't know the direction they go. I'll tell you this, next season – I'm going to, I'm going to go regardless of whatever happens. I think they're going to finish third in the division. Cause I think the Rams are still going to be really good with McVay. And I think the 49ers are going to be back and yeah, third probably still gets you in the playoffs in that division. But what are you doing? This is a team where you, you Schottenheimer and Pete Carroll have literally wasted three years of what is a transcendent talent at the I quarterback agree. position. And he's getting older and he's still great. Russell Wilson is still great, but yeah. you know, I, I said this to all of our friends when we were uh, like two years ago. But if you said how many Super Bowls is Russell Wilson winning uh, after the after the new Patriots won, and what you've seen him grow to, the answer has to be over under two and a half. So that's that's one and a half more Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. Two what what are Super you putting Bowls, at yeah. now? Half and uh, one maybe and a half? one more. Yeah, you know. And so you hope least... he gets one more, right? That's the yeah. Two's a, two's an automatic Hall of Famer, but yeah, you're <laughs> you know you're you're literally. Schottenheimer is, you know, he, he needs to go. And I don't know if they fire him because Pete Carroll doesn't make these firings. Usually Ken Norton should have been fired in the first half of the season. He's yeah, still there. Schottenheimer should have been fired after last season's playoff loss because yeah, he did against the, the Cowboys. Thing. Yeah. That was two years ago. Or did they lose uh, both two years times? Ago? I, I don't Yeah, Who did they lose to last year? It was the, um, Packers. Oh, okay. Yeah. And if you look at, let me, if I can bring up the box score real quick, that was another one. They went down 21 to three yeah. and they kept running the ball and then they finally stopped running it. And then guess what happened? They got success. Yeah, and they came back so, in the game. so, so predictable in, yeah. in the big, big games, especially. And you know what? It's crazy. It's just crazy to me how they, they came out and did something different at the beginning of the year, you know, and, and it, it was very successful and then lost a couple games. Uh, and, and scared, got scared away from it. 
I you don't know, get and that. also last year, I remember this. Last year, Marshawn Lynch was was the number one back. He had 12 carries in that playoff game. Which yeah. Is- yeah, true. And yeah, guess what? Not all the blame can be taken off Wilson. He played terrible yesterday. That's like a that's yeah, yeah, yeah. an all time playoff stink. Uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of people to blame. Uh, well, the offensive line, he did, he didn't. I mean, here's the thing though. I think the the thing that I would blame on Wilson, and, and maybe it's the design, you know, it's the play calling mm-hmm. uh, to blame for this. But he it looks like he's always looking for the deep ball in, in that game. You know, there was there was nothing where they were, you know, maybe just set up a shotgun and, and just. And, you know, nickel and dime a little bit. Get some rhythm. There's no, like, attempt of establishing rhythm in the passing game. It's like we're going to we're gonna run when they got eight guys in the box on first down. Uh, and then we might run again. Uh, or, you know, let, let's they get – They use very little play action. On let's get down. to second and 15 and, and, and run play action. Yeah. You know, that, that'll it's, surprise them. That'll surprise them. It's, just, it's, it's, it's actually – I agree. I think I agree with everything. I think that they do rely too much on trying to get the big play. And, and teams – Long which one to draw. That's the one thing where te- that's the one thing where teams have adapted. They actually did. They've taken away the big play, and I don't know if it's Wilson. I don't know if it's the fact that there's no there's not any routes that are not being ran underneath. But it's yeah. there. He does refuse to go underneath. It seems sometimes, and obviously he can make those throws because he makes the big throws. I don't know what it is. Um, Rams briefly because they're the team that won. Yeah. Um, McVeigh is again. McVeigh is doing great. I I think that if if Wolford would have been the starter here, it would have been more of a blowout. I know that's it hard to have. say, but uh, he at least he, he drove them twice downfield and he, uh, he looked like he was the, running. Yeah. That that's what I'm saying. Like I, I listen to like these podcasts and stuff and they say every coach and coordinator says the hardest thing to game plan for is a mobile quarterback that you don't have tape on Taylor Heineke again, like bringing him back. Yeah. Is a guy that you know you don't have game tape. Arian said that. Arian said that yesterday. We they wanted Alex Smith to start. Um, I I thought Wolford gave them the better chance to win, which is why I bet on the Rams. Um, and then they bring Goff in, and I'm like, oh, the Seahawks are going to win this because you see Goff. Some of those passes were it's back to what they know, right? Yeah, and what they know is they've still seen it a lot. And yeah. I mean, they still they they obviously the run game was great. But McVeigh's been really good. I think it probably ends next week unless Goff magically heals his thumb, which I don't know if that's possible. Wolford probably yes. isn't going to play. He left the stadium in an ambulance. He was okay. He's like clear. He's probably going to be cleared. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you, there's a picture of him on a stretcher in the ambulance, yeah. I feel like if he plays next week, that's going to be. I, I don't know. Moving we'll his neck and he's like, ah, oh! gr- yeah, like, grimacing in pain, and then he's running to the locker room and his arm just goes limp. <laughs> oh, you yeah. see that? Yeah, he's I running in. He's like, oh, I did. Like, yeah, I just I can't believe up. that Russell Wilson got outplayed by by Wolford and Goff. I think they had more combined yards together than Wilson, and th- that's a guy that's never you know played one game in his life. And then Jared Goff, who had a broken thumb, who had, yeah. literally can't throw the ball. <laughs> just yeah, here's Joe the thing, here's and, uh, the nobody. <laughs> Sterling. So you you kept saying throughout that game, you're like, they're still gonna win. They're still I gonna they win. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's what they think too. But they're they're like, oh, you know, we'll. We'll 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 pull it out in the end, right? No, yeah. how about you go? How about you go up? How about you, how about you sustain a drive right now? You know, instead That's of my problem. Hey, it's the third quarter. Team. It's the third quarter. We're down. Let's continue to try to establish a run game. That's been my problem with, with yeah, the when you have no success. Yeah, I agree. That's been my problem with the Bucks most of the season is that they come out slow and there are the same thing with the Chiefs last year that I say if you go down ten points. 
look at the chances to win. There's, I think that I, I saw the stat somewhere. I might, I might be misquoting it a bit, but it's something like if you go down 10 points in a game, there's an 80% chance you lose. Now, yeah, it, you can come back because there is that 20%. And Wilson, Brady, Mahomes, these guys are these guys are elite that are able to do it. But eventually, it happens where you lose the game. And it's happened to the Seahawks these last three playoffs because it's happened in each of those three games that I that I that I talked about where they went down, especially in that that Dallas and that and that uh, Green Bay game last year. You go down seventeen points, you have a very slim chance in the to playoffs. Win. Yeah, yeah, especially in Lambo against again, especially against a good quarterback like Rodgers or Dak. Right? I mean, like yeah. let's just be real. So, yeah, the Seahawks need to get out to better leads or better better starts and. Um, they need to get new coordinators in there. Now we'll see if they do it. I agree. They they need to take advantage of of their best asset. You know. Yeah. Russell and if Wilson. And final point on this game: if the Rams win next week, um, give Sean McVay coach of the year. I know they're going to give it to Stefanski, which well deserved. But Sean McVay deserves it if they beat if they. <laughs> I know it's a regular season award, but if you if you beat uh, Green Bay with uh, with one fingered golf, yeah. give them the award. Here, okay. Here, here's here's what Pete Carroll needs to do. Okay. They 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 now have. Uh, I know I just talked about like theoretically trading DK Metcalf, but they're not gonna. Okay, so yeah, they have they have DK Metcalf, they have Tyler Lockett, um, they have they have Russell Wilson. Okay, don't don't uh try to go out this this season and make your identity. Let's let's run first and pound the ball, right? Like they they have tried to be in the past, right? Uh, mm-hmm. that they haven't been successful doing <clears throat> since Marshawn Lynch uh wasn't running right uh, in his prime. Uh, and try to try to build an explosive offense, you know, uh, I mean, through coaching, right? Yeah. Somebody who has success, uh, sc- you know, <laughs> scheming a pass offense, you know, and uh, Sterling almost threw up on the uh, no, my I, <laughs> I've been yesterday, I yelled at the TV so much during the during the Bucks game, and then and play I a team that, that can they can rush the passer and and, and cover somebody. Okay. That's hard to do, though. They- I know, but you know who did a great job of that? The Rams. And they, but why? Because, dude, I was looking at their defense. They have a gr- they have a great secondary and great defensive line. And they their have- linebackers are, are, are a bunch of nobodies. Their linebackers. Well, are they ha- they have legitimately eight guys on their defensive line, right? Oh yeah. They Aaron Donald is the best defensive player of all time, and we can have that conversation whenever. Yeah. But he is literally the best defensive player of all time. Um, it's insane. And people will throw Lawrence Taylor or Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders is a bit overrated, but they'll throw these names out there. And Lawrence Taylor is probably the other guy. But you heard Troy Aikman say that Aaron Donald's the best defensive player he's ever seen. He's literally, you can triple team him and he gets through. You single, the Seahawks tried to single, single uh, cover him a couple or single like what block the him. hell? Immediately yeah. it's over. You cannot, yeah. you cannot single block. You, yeah, you, you got like I, when you watch the game and whenever there's one guy on him, he's literally in the backfield in every in single time. One uh, to two, se- one to two seconds. Yeah. It's know? unbelievable. Like, yeah. And they, and then they have the best corner. So they, it's like this team yeah. is built well. And uh, I do think they have a chance next week. I, I'm obviously no, I the Packers. If golf's healthy, if golf's healthy. Yeah. Okay. Final game of the week. Moving on quick. The reason I muted myself, I wasn't almost speaking. I was trying to clear my throat. I was screaming at the TV yesterday. Go because ahead. of the Bucks, all all game. Because I get I shouldn't watch football. It's bad for my health. My heart rate is through the moon. I'm gonna have a heart attack one of these games. Uh, <laughs> it's not good, but uh, my heart's healthy because I'm young. 
And probably when I'm 50 and 60, if I'm still as passionate, I probably should retire from watching the sport of football or having a rooting interest in the games. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, it's, it's not good that, I, that my heart races like it does. I check my Apple Watch and it says 162. Just uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Little I just means I'm just, standing up during these games. I'm not sitting. I'm usually standing. And I'm yelling. Just like, just like bad teams like me. And then you're just like, oh, we lost. Sick. That's normal. That's how I was with the Pats this year. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, but now you like another team. I like I like the Broncos and the Kings. I'm like, eh, we yeah, suck. I don't really like care. The Chiefs yeah, a little bit like, ago. Lost. No uh, before we talk about the last game, <laughs> that's normal. Benny, <laughs> can you explain the liking of this tweet? Uh, I got this sent to me by by a viewer, uh, oh, by a listener, and he said, "Bring this up." You like to tweet saying, "Is it bad? I want to have Mr. and Mrs. Smith sex." Alex Smith and his wife. Is that what, you, <laughs> is that what you're liking, my friend? I saw a few people like that. Oh uh, well, that popped, that you explained up yourself. My... It, it was uh, it was by it was tweeted by uh, somebody that we know. Yes. So I was just uh, liking a friend's tweet. That's it. Oh, okay. I was supporting you, them. You don't want to have Mr. and Mrs. Smith sex. Have you ever even seen the movie, Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Smith? No, I haven't even seen the movie. You don't even oh, know the scene. You don't uh, even know the scene. I don't know the scene. Okay, I think Benny just wants to have whatever this with this person. Nah, maybe. I don't, I don't um, know who tweeted it, but. <laughs> Maybe, um, I don't think. Oh, he does. I I, I don't mind. think he does. I understand. Who Benny. was that? Who was it? Was it Brandon? Hey, hey, no, it wasn't. Bra- it was Burbank. Benny, I understand Burbank, why you huh? why you like the tweet now. Yeah, I don't I think fig- I don't I think that person out, the podcast. Th- th- so. th- thanks, thanks for roasting me, Burbank. Yeah, you're good. Uh, okay, final game. Isn't Bills. That you know how like like you see people like like stuff that are, that's questionable, and you're like, hmm. That's no. why I don't like any tweets. Well, I very why does Twitter like do that? I very I, mean, really I like it because there's like I've seen people like like full nudies and I'm like you I'm know big, this yeah, pops up on other people's what I like. I'm very careful with what I like, but that, that I saw one, somebody I, like a really really crazy porn video. I could not believe it. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> get a burner account. Um, yeah, for real. Get a burner. Yeah, just just have your just have your fake fetish account. I don't know. It, it, I'll tell you guys after the pod. It's yeah, I, I keep um, my furry account separate from my main account. <laughs> okay, Bills, Colts. Uh, what might have been Philip Rivers' last game? Philip Rivers, look up the career stats. He's fifth in like all these counting stats, so touchdowns and yards. It's, he's a product of the era. Yeah, and, and uh, probably not a Hall of Famer. Sadly, I, I like Philip Rivers, really? but I, I th- never has won anything. No, I think he, I think no. he's coming back for another season. Personally. Um, with the Colts or with another yeah, team? Yeah, with the Colts. Unless there's a better option out there, but I think he played fine. Like he's not. He played good this year. Yeah, no, um, he did. It was his, poetic. His, his arm the, motion looks terrible, but it, it was, was poetic good. that his if it is his final game or their final game of the season. Yeah. Two yeah. minutes to go, down a score, ball in hand. <laughs> what <are you> doing? <laughs> That and, tweet, uh, that tweet where it's James Franco with the the noose around his neck. <laughs> first He's time, like, yeah, first time. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I I got to give him a lot of credit for fighting this well against the Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we all three. No, Benny, you said the Bills wouldn't cover. I bet you yeah, bet but them then to I cover. Bet that they would cover. Like you bet that they would cover. Good pick, bad bet. Um, yeah. I I I was happy with the fight that they had, and I actually hey, think this team back set up from the mic. What's up? Back up from the mic. Will. Is it loud again? Yeah. Okay. Is it good now? No, something's wrong with your wires. Maybe I don't know. I I have no clue. Okay. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. I should see this when when it's over. So I'll try to delete the the loud yeah. stuff. Who cares? If somebody's listening to this length, they can hear me get loud. Um. Yeah, for real. That's what I'm saying. Uh, credit to the Colts. Frank Wright's a really good coach. And then the Bills. 
The Bills are my AFC Super Bowl pick. Um, Josh Allen is just unbelievable. And he, you know, the stage wasn't too big. This is this their first playoff win since 1995, too, I think, also, right? And they... Yeah, there was a Bills fan crying in the stands. Understandable. This, this was uh, 95, too. That person was probably 20 years old when they last won a playoff game. Yeah, for real. And, uh, you know... That's just a testament to how, you know, how much people love the NFL. And yeah, we've, we, we've said, uh, you know, multiple times about how some of the people that like, you know, go to every game and like direct, especially the ones that dress up really weirdly. Like we said, sometimes they're, they're, they're kind of weirdos, but you know, like just the, the things that uh, a team can do for a town, like, you know, Cleveland, Buffalo this year, you know, that, especially like in a, a year like this, you know, it's a, it's a good pick me up. I'll tell you the truth, Benny. I've said this numerous times. The Patriots have brought me more joy than anything in my life. And I don't go to their games because I don't live in New England. But um, What? You don't? I, I, no, don't I, lo- I love when the Seahawks are, are good. And, you know, and, and, and obviously, like, them, them losing this game, I was so frustrated, right? I'm oh, yeah, the same this, way. This, 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 is, uh, this is why and I they say. They won the Super Bowl? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's euphoric. This is why I say, it's like. euphoric. Exactly. Just, just like bad teams. Just like bad teams. Yeah, it's probably a lot easier. Don't get your hopes up. Because I think you and I both, Benny, we we have our hopes to where it's Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, even with the Patriots this year, I thought they were gonna be a contender in the in a, or the AFC. And I was I obviously was I love that that first podcast when I, I wasn't on it, but I did listen to the whole thing through yeah. and I was like, Sterling's got his high his hopes up very high this year. Yeah. Yeah. You thought Cam Newton was gonna be a beast. Well, Second coming of Christ. Yeah, yeah I did. And then remember after now, week three, week three, sign him long term. He's a quarterback of the future. I'm happy that I didn't do that. Uh, real, real quick on the Bills because if people are still listening to this, they probably don't even care about. I don't think we have one Bills fan that listens to this. Um, love the Bills. Think that they were rooting heavy for Pittsburgh because they would want to play Pittsburgh over Baltimore. Yeah. Next week, but I think that they're going to beat the. Or I think sorry, not the Browns. The um, I think they're going to beat the Ravens regardless. We're going to talk about that when we do the overview or the, the, you know, the predictions, but Josh Allen's amazing. And if you look at his career trajectory, even in call, like look up his college stats, this guy should not be a, <laughs> an NFL quarterback, actually. Like he shouldn't have Josh been drafted. Allen? Yeah. He was terrible in college. He was, did you look it up to, he got like no offers. Like he just, he sent like a cold email uh, to, to the Washington coach. Washington state and Wyoming. Yeah, he sent cold emails to both of them, and then the Wyoming coach was like, "Oh, I'll give him a shot." Yeah. yeah well, I mean, look at the guy though. Like, yeah, he looks like a quarterback. He he's <laughs> he looks like a quarterback, and he gets he could throw it forever, right? Yeah. And 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 you his watch, arm you watch talent his, is unbelievable. His stats might not be uh, good in college. I've never seen them, but if you go watch a highlight video of Josh Allen in college, you see you see the arm talents there. There's you know? like, potential. He makes some potential. He makes some <laughs> stupid throws, like. His like, completion like, percentage at Wyoming was 56 and 56.3% in his two years starting. And he was ended up being a top, a top 10 pick. I mean, yeah, you're right. He has, gunslinger. yeah, he has insane uh, physical and, traits. He's like and, Mahomes. He's and like he Mahomes. Got dra- him and Mahomes, they both got drafted into great organizations that actually developed them well. Yeah. Um, mm, not the bills up until this, this point. They made the playoffs he, he, last year. Well, no, he, he he got he got into a good situation uh, currently, you know, with I'm saying, McDermott but like, and if he got drafted 
same thing with Mahomes. Historically. If either one of them got drafted on a different team, I don't think they'd be as good as they are right now. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. They're they're it's not like insane. Like, you with anybody though, like Wilson. No, no, I'm saying like specifically them. Like people like some some quarterbacks, they would have been good no matter where they went. But them, I think they needed like like Mahomes needed to sit under Alex Smith a little bit and learn a little bit, and Mahomes and Allen need to learn a little bit too. So about yeah. Mahomes, a quick side note: I actually uh, I, I've listened to these these podcasts about Mahomes and when he's his rookie year, uh, he didn't look great in practice. He threw a lot of picks, and uh, at the end That's of the Tyree Kill said right. It was not just him. It's been well reported. He was actually like pretty, pretty bad. And uh, he had extreme talent. And at the end of the year, he looked great in practice by the end of the year. He just was, he was darting everything. Um, I still think his best season was his first season. The year he won the MVP. I think it was better than last year and better than this year. Oh, you mean the year he won the MVP? Yeah, that's a pretty good year. season. Yeah, yeah two years. Oh, ago. I bet Lamar's season where he won the MVP might be his best season. No, I mean, ever. I'm just yeah. saying he might be he might be falling off. I think this is uh, Mahomes' uh, third best season of his three year starting. What can I say? Well, I that that's a pretty good third best uh, season if you're going to be second in MVP voting. Yeah, <laughs> MVP. well, he should be fourth. Best season winning games is this year. He had 16 should have been picked balls. They got turn or you know flags or drops. You catch half of those, he has a bad year. I don't care. Uh, okay. That's enough of the NFL postseason. We're gonna do. That's our a stretch. Game. He did, no. I'm serious. That, that that's actually like there's there's a stat for that. I think he had 16, 16, by far yeah. the most in the league. Most people had like three or four, but he had. Yeah, 16. well, they weren't, buddy. So he's gonna be second in MVP voting. I think uh, he shouldn't be. It should be Brady. Well, be Brady I'm telling you what facts are. Well, people people are dumb. Cole, Be- Cole Beasley's an all-pro wide receiver. That's crazy. Though. Okay, well, that one, we're not going to talk about that. There's so I, many more receivers. Yeah, what? How How was he an all-pro? Yeah, I mean, uh, look who, at Mike Evans compared to him. Who else was on, sec- who else was on second team with him? DK Metcalf? And- he was t- Here's a crazy thing. He was tied with DK Metcalf. That's why he got a spot. What? DK shouldn't have been on there either. Well, DK had a lot of yards. <laughs> that's true dk actually deserved it that shouldn't be that yeah dk creator. deserved no, it. dk dk deserved it he was what Cole he Beasley was... didn't even have a thousand yards yeah cole beasley was <laughs> and i don't he, know nobody's game planning to stop cole beasley no exactly was stefan diggs um, first team what? all pro yeah good okay well yeah he was the he was the leader in <laughs> i think it was yeah. him adams and hill you know what's crazy like Corey Davis had more receiving yards than Cole Beasley. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of insane. So did uh, Robbie Anderson. Some Somebody got snubbed. If Mike Cole Evans. Got in there. Mike Evans had 13 touchdowns. He had more yards. Oh, wow. He had 1,000 uh, touchdowns. Wow, yeah, he did. He got snubbed. So, um, okay, college football real quick. Yep. Real quick. What's your picks? Uh, Bama. I, I got a bet. I got a bet on the line, and that is uh, Bama minus six and a half. And under 77 and a half. The over under is 75 and a half right now. Seems really high to me. Um, but I know, you know, the games uh, tend to go really long and they both have good offenses. But my thought behind it is Saban's defense is, is usually always dominant in championship games. Um, and because he gets two weeks to prepare to play these guys. And how healthy is Justin Fields? I don't know. Um, so. That's my take. Alabama by twenty. Wow, Steve is is that alternate line there? 
There's no alternate line. I haven't betted, but I wish I could. Uh, Bama by 10. By 10. Okay. Yeah, Nick Saban is uh, – Nick Saban will get this. Uh, he wins it like every other year or every two years. This is just tradition. So it's easy to do. Ohio State, you're right, banged up. They act, You know, little – quick little – the last COVID test was on Friday. That was when they took their last test for a game on Monday. And a lot Smart. of things can happen in three days. I understand why they don't it's want to. last game of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, might as well have a little outbreak over there. Yeah, for <laughs> on the field. Send um, them, I'll send them all back home. And yeah, J- Justin Fields is not going to be 100. Yeah. percent You did you? Okay. Last thing. What that hit? No, what he said. He like got interviewed and and they didn't pr- say anything was wrong with him. They just injected him with fluids and then sent him back out there. And they didn't give. Pres- they didn't say. They didn't give him any. He, he said, "What's wrong?" And they're like, "Yeah, you just got. You got like a." They didn't give him a diagnosis. The doctors oh, on the yeah. sidelines. They, so they just injected him, him with like they just injected him with a cortisone or whatever. Cortisol or something. There. That's what. Yeah. Wow. Well, they didn't even. They didn't do a uh, like. Uh, yeah, and he admitted this. It's not like it was like research. He like just said this in like an interview, and that's, <laughs> that's insane. Um, that is insane. Uh, if Justin Fields has, if Justin Fields win this, wins this game, has a game like he had against uh, Clemson. Does he vault to number one possibly, or is it all? It's going to definitely be Lawrence. I think it's definitely going to be Lawrence, regardless of the performance here. Or another question: it, Mac I, I Jones. Think, if Mac Jones has a game where he throws like for seven touchdowns, because he vault into that third spot, or is that secured by Zach Wilson? Uh, I think. Here? I think the. Um, I think the the scouts mm-hmm. uh, are will be more likely to be enamored with Zach Wilson than Mac Jones. I don't think that, Urban Meyer uh, gets the Jacksonville Jaguars job. He going Fields or Lawrence? He's gonna go Ooh. Fields. Ooh. Really? Because he's a he's a homer. If he goes <laughs> Fields, guy, huh? if they hire Urban Meyer, it's a terrible hire. But that'd, be, that'd actually be a terrible hire. Yeah, no, I think so too. I I wouldn't do that. I think he knows that that would be a terrible hire from the way he answers yeah. questions. Uh, he's gonna about get the ten million a year. Yeah. Oh. I understand why, but if you've seen the recent hiring of coaches who have taken some time off, it's not very great. John Gruden. Um, Think about this. How how can uh, well, I guess it has to do with your program and recruiting and everything. Uh, I was gonna say uh, John Harbaugh. He was he was a good coach in the NFL for his, his stretch. Oh, yeah. Jim. Sorry, Jim. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh. But the other one's good too. Yeah. So you're fine. Yeah, John Harbaugh. John's <laughs> oh, really one. good. Yeah. yeah, John Harbaugh is great. Um, but Jim Harbaugh, he was a he was a good NFL coach during his stretch, and, and now he's been horrible as a college coach. He was he was good at Stanford. He hasn't been horrible. He's just been underwhelming. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they the were, same they thing. Were, right? They were they were bad. They're the same thing. They expect that. Yeah, yeah, this year's an anomaly, I think. But like overall, you brought him in. You had people like Tom Brady and and Migos and other people like going to going to events for Michigan yeah. football. Yeah. Um, he's a great recruiter, supposedly. He, I just think like his scheme is stuck in the past. And I think college has now, uh, I think college, the NFL is now he's more got his ref- pro style. He's bringing a pro style yeah. offense. To, pro style college. offense is dead in football. Legitimately. The NFL is now more reflecting college and college is reflecting the old hundred percent. And he's stuck in, stuck in the past. And unless he has an elite quarterback, which he hasn't had there, it's not going to really work. Right. 
and uh, yeah. and that's what's happened. And he got an extension. It's insane he got an extension. He should have been fired after this year. Uh, and there was NFL teams that were looking to you know maybe make a move for him. Yeah, would have been insane. And you know for Urban Meyer's defense, everywhere he's gone, he's been a winner. Utah, Florida, Ohio State. He goes on campus and he changes the culture there. And he's a culture guy basically because mm-hmm. Ohio State was not doing too well before Urban Meyer took that job. Florida was no. not a championship program. Utah, he turned Utah from being nowhere to winning, I think, 12 games. They had Alex Smith, but still, I get the idea. Oh, I just yeah. don't know what type of coach a college guy who's never coached in the NFL can really do when the players... like a Pete Carroll hiring. Yeah, that's which, basically what you're worked doing. worked out. That worked but... out. That's one of the only ones mm-hmm. in, in modern yeah. history, right? Yeah. like It's really hard to find somebody that's went to from college to pros after spending all their career in college, you know, most, most pro coaches are pro coordinators. They don't then go to college and then go to the pros. It just is usually yeah. that that's usually the trajectory. Um, but we'll see, we'll see what the hires are. Um, we'll see what happens in this national championship game tomorrow. Honestly, I'm not that excited for it. I think that this Bama team is one of the best college football teams of all time, but it's not going to be remembered like that because of COVID. And another thing why Urban Meyer, I feel like, would be a bad hire is because he's been out of college football now for a couple of years, right? The thing about Pete Carroll uh, coming into – He went straight to. He, yeah, he, he was he was straight from college football into the NFL. So he kind of – you know, he knew the landscape better, right? Like he, he, he knows maybe he has an upper hand scouting the players because he's played against more players. Uh, you know and- who lost a head coaching job this week? Who, who was going to get interviews? I'll tell you a guy uh, – Schottenheimer, shoddy. Oh, yep, he did. For sure. How mad will you be if they fire Schottenheimer and bring back Bevel? Huh. Uh, I would just... I, 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 don't, I wouldn't be pissed, but I'd just be disappointed. I'd just be like, oh, come on. What? You know? Like- for, all, for all Pete's successes, he's been horrible at picking coordinators outside not, not of, defensive coordinators. Yeah. Gus Bradley was good. And uh, Quinn was good. Yeah. Yep. But um, maybe bring one of them back. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, for real. Okay, boys, that wraps up. Any final words? No, no. It went longer than I thought, but yeah. Thanks to anybody who stuck around. Do you guys Probably have not, any, but shout you out. <laughs> do you yeah. have any, any good bets for tennis, tennis tomorrow? Pack 22. I couldn't name three tennis players. I have no clue who you guys are. There's um, tennis. Yeah, John Isner's playing Sebastian Corda. You taking you taking Isner? Yeah, I'll, I'll take Corda. Forty, the American. Oh, he's American. What's the other guy? I don't know who Sebastian Corda is. Um, I'm actually smart about tennis, and I have no clue who this guy is. He must is not. He, be is good. he foreign? Of course, his name is Sebastian Corda. Actually, right, yep. he's American. No way. He's twenty. I, he's from. Florida, six five. Oh, two uh, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the American this one. Uh, both yeah, Americans. American I like it. I love it. I love it. He made the fourth round of the French Open last year. I, crazy, I didn't know who he was. Um, okay, that's enough. We are we are good on this pod. Love you, boys. Great. Love you. Super wild card weekend. Success. Massive success. Yes. Um, I'm gonna go on a long walk. Nickelodeon broadcast. Massive success. Yeah. Bring a double header next week. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait for next week. We are going to talk about this on Wednesday. We're going to give our predictions and uh, we will be back better than ever. Super Walker weekend. Back to quarterback.